logical. Yeah. Fuck one of your niggas up in here to play with me. What's wrong with you, bro? Bad. Talking yeah, to Mike, man. Like, I ain't gonna lie, like, like stuff like this, like, is we recorded? Yeah. Like, stuff like this, like, this, like who you think you are? I'm gonna get my hair braided on camera. Huh? I'm, what are you she, doing? I'm multitasking, nigga. <laughs> so, so. I got a hectic life. You told us about, you know, childhood and, and, and pops, and you said that you was outside. So, when did you, like, so you outside and you was in Harlem, that's where you learned how to hustle and stuff like that. When, like, at what age you really went outside, though? Nigga, I learned how to ride. My mother told me how to take the train by myself at nine years old from the Bronx to Harlem. You heard? Like, I was outside for a long time, bro. Like, I really, really, really been outside. Not to say I was doing dirt outside, but I had to learn how to move through the streets of New York City at a very young age. And this is what my mother taught me to be very independent at a very young age because she was young coming up in the streets also. Um, I remember vividly her getting up one day, taking me all the way to school from... 174th to 110th Street, First Avenue, taking me to school. The next day, she took me all the way to the train station on 110th Street. Like, yo, you can get to the school, right? It's only like three blocks. The next day, she took me to 125th Street. It was like, you know, it was only two stops on the sixth train to the next stop. You get off and you get out and go to school. The next day, she took me to 149th Street. Like, yo, you know, you just got to take this to the 125th Street. Transfer over two stops, walk to school. It takes some money. If anything, call my phone. The next day, she woke up and gave me $5. Like, yo, you got it, right? Hmm. I see you when you get back home from school. And this is in the 80s. This is about, if I'm nine, I'm 76. So this is 85. You heard? I'm at nine years old going to school by myself on 175th. to <clears throat> motherfucking 110th and 1st Avenue. These are some of the lessons that my mom taught me at an early age. So I've been outside for a long time, fending for self. Okay. And Mr. The Big Apple. Well, first of all, like, just turn the mic and pull it close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop, stop playing around. Like, what we're not going to do is have you play around like this. Get ahead, man. Stop playing. So you've been outside at a young age. When did you get a taste of the streets? Your first taste of the streets? The first taste of yeah, the like, streets? Yeah, like, like, you know, who did you look up to? You was in Harlem, right? You was going to Harlem? The, the, the first person I looked up to was my Uncle Ricky. He was hustling in the Bronx, as I can remember. Him and my mom's. It was a heavy crack era, and my mom's really had it. A lot of it. All of it. Mama Jones outside like that? Yeah, her boyfriend was the plug back then. No shade, though. It's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Well, so old, school, old school nigga named Turk. Puerto Rican? Nah, black dude. Really? Vietnam vets. And we used to have break the firing pins off of guns and let me play with them as toys. It's a different different era. 84, 85. This is a little bit different, bro. Life was a little bit different. So I've been through a lot of phases. By the time I got to Harlem, I was already prepped for what Harlem had to show me. But Harlem was a whole new thing for me and shit like that in that capacity as far as living there. You know what I mean? Like when I was going to school on the east side, I was something different. My aunt lived there, I grew up, and then I come into Harlem on the west side, and now I had to fend for self and learn something different. It was a whole new ball game. But one thing that I did know was that it felt like the streets was calling me. Like that shit was like, oh, I gotta get outside. This shit is different down here. It wasn't like the Bronx. From on the west side was like, it really paints a picture of. The historic Harlem everybody talks about. The East Side gets money and all that, but when you go to the West Side, it's just like way different and shit like that. And it just, 
And one thing led to another. I remember I used to be scared to <laughs> walk from my project building to my cousin's dope project building in the middle of Foster Projects, and I lived in Taft. And I used to call him, make that nigga come get me and walk with me all the way through his projects. And Doe was shorter than me, but he, he was way tougher than me at the time. I remember I called him one day. He like, nigga, I'm not coming to get you no more, nigga. Fuck wrong with you, nigga. With Doe Stacks? Yeah, he like, nigga, you better walk through the project yourself, nigga. Fuck wrong with you. You scared to fight if you got to fight, nigga? Fuck wrong with you, nigga. And that was my first lesson of aggression. Like, nigga, you got to man up. And from then on, and I was probably like eighth grade. What what schools you went to? We went to St. Anne's, me and Doe Stack. We went to Catholic school. Doe was bad since young. Super bad. He got kicked out of Catholic school, maybe like sixth grade. And they went to public school. Then him and... God bless the dead DJ. They had the the uh, GCI. Was that's that's the name of the rabbit back then? They was like twelve years old driving to school in the GCI rabbit. They was hustling and getting money at twelve and thirteen. No lie, no cap, no no for real driving to school seventh grade in their own car. This was this was real Harlem back then. This is what Harlem was about. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm trying to be respectful, but. Are you, are you, you're not adding any blemish to that story? No, I'm not adding any blemish. You can ask anybody. You know anybody from the east side of Harlem and know who DJ was and they know who Doe Stacks was? They I know tell Doe Stacks. Back in the day, them niggas was really driving to school in the Volkswagen GCI, the, the little rabbit shit. And you heard? 13, 14? 7th mm-hmm. grade, 12, 13. Elementary school, like junior high school, not even high school, nigga, junior high school. The shit was on 109th between, uh, what's that, 2nd and 3rd Avenue, the elementary school they went to. And that was after he got kicked out of the St. Anne's around the corner with me on the 110th between 2nd and 1st Avenue. They was bad. DJ was super bad. DJ was the most advanced nigga that we knew at the age 11 to 12 because he really was getting outside, getting crack money and selling packs of cracks and really getting, he was coming through with motorcycles at 14 and 15, like DJ Hustle was way different, God bless, he got killed at like 16, I believe, some shit like that. So there's a few characters in Harlem that we all was the same age, but they was way advanced, and when you next to somebody that's advanced like that, you tend to learn a little bit faster. Hmm. You mentioned a few minutes ago, you said you said that was when Harlem was real, like the real Harlem. I'm not, I mean, this this is what the epitome of Harlem, like, right, right. I'm not saying that's, I'm just saying that's what Harlem was, that's the epitome of Harlem, young niggas coming up and growing up way too fast. You think Harlem is still like that now, or you think it's a little, it's a little different? I mean, everything has changed, but as far as the idea of what Harlem is, yeah, the young niggas is outside very early right now. It's way different. You dig? The, mm-hmm. the, the lay of the land is way different, but the young niggas are still outside at a very, very early age. I don't know if they capitalizing like we were. I don't know if they were money-oriented like we are, which it doesn't seem. I think they're more worried about their ops than they worry about making some money. When we were coming up, we were taught to make that dollar. You was a cold scrub. You was a poop putter. If you wasn't coming out side making no money, if you couldn't get no new sneakers every every week from off that pack money, if you didn't have the new sweatsuit, the nautical suit, you was looked at as a scrub. It wasn't niggas wasn't on no dirty shit. You had to be fly. That's what Harlem was about. Nigga rather be fly with no money in his pocket. You heard? That's the Harlem way, nigga. For real, like nigga. You heard? Thousand dollar outfit on back in the day with. Twenty dollars in his pocket, nigga. I got five dollars on a on a dime, nigga. And that dime gonna roll you five blunts, nigga. You heard? <laughs> Fuck wrong with these niggas. <laughs> At what age you started smoking, Cabo? <laughs> Fifteen. And you never stopped from then. Was it ever like when I was like sixteen, seventeen? I had stopped. Thought I was gonna play basketball, and I ended up getting kicked out of school, and then I started again. What school? In, in 
What high school did you go to? I went to Cardinal Hayes High School until I got kicked out in my senior year with your man Zeke. He got kicked out on the first day, on the last day of school, the same day. But I was pretty grown at that time, so I went to school by myself, and he had, had to come with his mother. <laughs> he kicked me out, and he kicked him out of his jobs. He's like, y'all two are terrible fucking bull. Man. But so, yeah, that's my crime right there, on man Zeke. So when you, all right, so you outside, you in Harlem, you young. You said Doe at 13, 12, Doe was doing, you know, riding. I, it, it's, the story is still fascinating to me. I'm going to ask him. <laughs> I can't wait till you ask him. I'm going to ask him. He's he at 12, 13. Yeah, 12, 13. On the school? Yeah, driving. Come on, man, please. But <laughs> Call Sin City. You know Sin City? I know Sin. I'm not calling Sin. They, we all from the same area. We all from that area. That's we all grew up together. So I'm Doe was one you, of them. Doe and Doe DJ. was outside. Mm -hmm. Sin was outside early too. We all was outside. We all grew up with each other. Some niggas was just more advanced, nigga. East Side was definitely was what, different. What, and what West Side you? is a whole movie. The East Side <laughs> is just something different. Like, <laughs> what? So and what were you focused on at that time? Your school, getting your work done. I mean, school is something that you train to do at that time. There like, you, no matter what, everybody went to school back in the day. Like, hey, we ain't gonna say niggas, <laughs> niggas was cutting and shit as niggas got older and shit like that, but. Niggas take your ass to school in the morning, nigga. Like, this is when parents was really parenting and shit like that. Even though there was a lot of freedom and niggas did what they did, but you had to go to school and a lot of us had to go to church and all this type of shit. This before it was bloods in the city and then and niggas start being like all that shit. You dig? Like, half the niggas in Harlem, like, if you blood and then some of them niggas is Crips, them niggas done been in each other refrigerators and shit like that. Like, it, they, they, you know what I mean? Like, it started way before niggas was just cool. You know what I mean? Like, so. It's a lot to it, man. You just got me going back in the days, all type of shit. <laughs> Where was mom at this time, though, at this time? Because, you know, now you said mom. Mom, my mom lived in the Bronx. So mom, she, she still was in the Bronx. Yeah, she was doing a lot of different things. Yeah, mom is, 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 is a unique shout individual. To, shout out to Mama Jones. I love her to death. You know, she be pressing me and stuff like that about doing a skit. And she she had somebody, <laughs> like some type of manager, some guy. Nah, tell him, was, tell him stop. A, tell him, him stop pressing me. Tell a lady, man. She, yeah. she survived a lot of errors and, and, and did well at it. You know what I mean? Like. I know a lot of people from her era that's... Was there gone. anybody... Hold on, G. Was there anybody when you were younger in the streets that you looked up to at a young age? Like hustlers. Like who did y'all look up to? I, um, you know, back then a lot of people took a different route, but who... My Uncle Ricky I looked up to when I was coming up. My Uncle Avery, God bless the dead, I looked up to. There's a guy that right now is, that's in the feds right now. His name was Chad. He was from Weeks Avenue and shit like that. He ended up being one of the biggest drug dealers I can remember and shit like that. Um... He had a brother named Los that ended up killing himself playing Russian roulette in the 80s and shit like that. But then coming to Harlem, there's a lot of niggas I looked up to as hustlers and shit like that. I don't, I don't even know if I want to mention names because it's just like shit is so wacky out here right now and shit like you. that. I don't know where these niggas is at. I don't know where they at. But it was a time that well, my Uncle Avery was a, a very big inspiration to me and shit like that. Like uh, he, he grew up on 129th Street between 5th and... Madison Avenue, and I could recall, remember having him having, uh, they having crack lines down the block by the by the hundreds, like really down a whole block, nigga, and chilling these niggas with jums, nigga. This is at a very early age, and I remember him having hundred leather jackets. He always changed his clothes twice every day, hustle in the daytime, and and then come outside at nighttime with some fresh shit. The nigga haircut was always on point. He always had the latest and the newest. Don't play with him. They was running around in Lex four doors, Lex two doors, like. It was getting to the getting to the bread. God bless my my uncle Bliv, he's still running around. He just showed me he just sent me a picture of the big 
big uh, me back the other day, like, yo, I'm still out here moving, nigga, fuck you talking about, nigga, like, <laughs> so, a couple niggas in Harlem, I, 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 I got a chance to really enjoy watching and shit like that, and there's a couple niggas that I grew up next to that was really doing it, like, God bless the dead, my man, like, he was really getting to a super, 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 super bag, like, I remember, oh, one day we in the tunnel, it's a couple stories, but I'm gonna say this, one day we in the tunnel, Irv Gotti and them is in there, and that's when Irv Gotti and them was super balling, when, when, uh, Ja Rule was him, you heard? Mm. They sent me two bottles of Cristal. I mean, like, so, what, 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 what? Nigga think we broke? Nigga, we from Harlem? Baby girl, baby girl, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Yo, buy me two bottles of Cristal, send them they two bottles back, and then send them this two bottles, and tell them we from Harlem, we get money, nigga. Fuck wrong with these niggas in here, you heard? Like, boy, that, that, that light was different, bro. Light was getting to a real stupid bag, like, Running around with a hundred thousand in his book bag, shit like that. Like my nigga Light was one of the inspirators. He's one of the niggas that led me into doing the music and shit like that. Always used to encourage me in the very beginning, like ninety seven and ninety eight, when Cam first started getting signed and shit like that. Like he really was one of the few people that was telling me to do it, nigga. Like niggas, you crazy? Just do it, nigga. That you in a great position. You heard? Like different era. God bless Light. Or a few other niggas too and shit like that. Your, but. your uncle Ricky is your mother's brother, right? Yeah. Do do you did you have any um, you don't have any siblings, do you? Yeah, nigga, I got three sisters. Your sister, your sister, sorry, no I got, brothers. I got four sisters, no brothers. Oh, I'm the okay. only boy. Okay. I got some good brothers though that I call my brother, but no biological uh, got no brothers. Who did you meet first? <clears throat> Cam Zeke, like you know, you met them around in high school, right, or younger than that. I met I met Zeke first. I met Zeke when we was like in fourth grade in summer school. And he was robbing and pillaging then, robbing people for their money and going to people's bags, taking their money and we just forged a relationship. Fourth grade and I met him again in, in, in like ninth grade when we went to high school, his locker was right next to mine. I was like, nigga, that's you? And then from then it was on. I met Cam at like 13. They moved him from his grandmother to the east side. No, they moved him from uptown and the west side to his grandmother on the east side in 1199. That's where I grew up halfway going back and, school, back and forth to school, elementary school on the east side with my aunt. And that's how me and Cam meet, met. And Cam was a big basketball player at the time. And where we lived at in 1199, there was a recreation center. We was kind of spo spoiled on the east side. We didn't live in the projects. We lived in a co-op high rise. So we had the basketball court, pool, all that shit. So we was very heavy on basketball. So when he came from the west side, that was a thing. Like, yo, that nigga Cam coming over here. That nigga's like all American. That nigga's, yo, this, this, like super, super, super nice in basketball. And I remember the first day going in the recreation center and really getting to see him play. And boy was, boy was going the fuck off. And then I had a cousin named Dave that was, just as nice as Cam, like the nigga was really nice, but didn't have the basketball acumen in different tournaments as Cam. But that was like my that was like my backup power. Like, yo, Dave, you gotta come downstairs and cook this new nigga on the block. And that's what it was. Me and Cam, we our relationship was very competitive from the moment we met each other, from basketball to getting fresh to everything on the block and shit like that. But we always had a dope bond. Whenever we was off the block, 
all the shit we do on the block was out the door. When we off the block, we'd move in and want to call and shit like that. But me and Cam have a very, very competitive relationship. And then he had a cousin named Bloodshed, God bless the dead. And Blood was always super, super stupid fly. Cam and Blood definitely came through on some fly shit. And Cam had a lot of that West Side flavor with him, that West Side drug dealer flavor with him and shit like that, coming to the coming to the East Side. More. But we, young high school and shit like that, from eighth, ninth grade, they went to college, they got kicked out, and then they, him and Mace came and lived with me in my grandmother's house. And that's where everybody started their career from, my grandmother's house. They said that, were you like in the in your grandmother's house alone? Because that's how they made it seem when you hear the stories. My grandmother passed away. I was there by myself. I was living there by myself. I was raising my sister for a minute until my mom took them all to Rochester and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And when my grandmother passed away, she left me on a lease, so... I was there when they was coming back home. I didn't know they got kicked out of school at first. I just you know, pull up. And after a while, they like, yo, bro, I got kicked out of school. I can't let my grandmother know. And he just moved in with me. And when he signed this deal and got that money, he went and told his grandmother he got kicked out of school. But he got that check for becoming a rapper. So that was the balance right there. And then they started seeing the videos and all that shit, and they realized that Cameron was a very famous person. <laughs> Remember, Cameron has been a platinum artist out the box and shit like that. You know, the music moves so fast and missed so many years, but I don't think people really give him the credit he deserves in this climate and shit like that. Because he was yeah. one of the few artists that put out platinum, multi-platinum records from the moment he signed. He's not a gold artist. You know what I mean? So he's definitely one of the uh, legends and the greats and the icons in this game. I give him that. Yes. I watched it. I know the whole story. Mm. So, what was your like um, first like intro to hip hop as far as you doing the music? Like, what, what was your first like love for when you started to really feel like, yo, all right, this is me? Like, you started writing or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I always loved hip hop. I just wasn't a rapper and shit like that. I love hip hop from when collected hip hop magazines, source magazines, all that type of shit. Like, I was a hip hop nerd. Like, I studied every <laughs> bit of it. Rock Cam, LL Cool J, Juice Crew, anything like nigga, I nigga, BDP, nigga, like, just was a hip hop glutton. Like I just loved it so much. The the music for me, I always loved the music. When Cam and them started doing music, I had I, 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 a light bulb went on in my head. Like, and when from them doing freestyles before, I wasn't even thinking about no deal. From them doing freestyles on the streets, I was like, these niggas are going to be super stupid nice, and this is where I want to be. I like this environment. And I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to stay close and help them along with the journey. And then Cam Cousin Bloodshed had died. I put a little twist on it. Cam ended up getting a deal. And Cam always made sure that I did music from his very first album, shit, for me, my moms, and Jimmy. And at that time, I really wasn't rapping like that. They was t teaching me how to rap. And Mace, and Mace taught me how to actually rap. And then Cam would just help me with the whole, my attitude with the rapping and shit like that. So I was like in rap school a little bit, mm -hmm. back and forth, even somewhat. I ain't really had to do it because I had some other shit I was doing at the time. And, and then as time went on, I just started seeing the money they was making. I started doing music slowly but surely and it started sounding like something. You was doing what at the time? Huh. I was doing a lot of shit. Pull the mic close when you talk. <laughs> I'm about to huh? turn over you. If you gonna sit back, go like this with the mic. So nigga, I was doing a lot of shit at the time, man. 
lot of a lot of a lot of odd jobs. Not to mention all the things I was doing for Cam at the time and shit like that. I got a chance to be video director. I got a chance to be security guard. I got a yeah, chance to that. be engineer. That. I got a chance to be manager. I got a chance to be every position you can think of that an artist has to fill. I fulfill for Cam, and it worked for me. At what age did Killer get signed? What age? How old was he? Ooh, he was like nineteen. So he got Man. signed in ninety seven. He graduated in ninety four, so nineteen twenty, I believe it was. Ninety seven. And when he got signed, he was living at your crib. He was living at yeah. you know. One thing I like about, you know, the situation with you came and him is that um regardless of what it, it, it goes back to it's the epitome of not leaving your niggas behind, if you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of what it is, it's like you guys, you know, you see Mace, you see Killer, you see yourself. No matter how it played out, everybody kept their work. And that's all, that's that, at, the, at me looking back. There you go. You know what I mean? Like, we may not have, li- I may I may not have liked some shit that Ken may have did. Ken may have not liked some shit that Mace may have did. Like, But in all in all, everybody did their job, you heard? Mace got Cam to deal, Cam got me to deal. We, niggas couldn't ask for no much more. Would we like for it to maybe played out some other way. Shit, you think about that a, a thousand ways and shit like that, yeah, but reality is we all became rich and famous and was able to do things that we would never been able to do without all of us together putting that work in and everybody holding the word and being accountable. And that's what they did. Let me ask you a question, because I know you was around at this time. When, when, when Killer, in retrospect now that you look back at it, at it when Killer, when um, Mace charged Killer to uh, do the video in that whole situation, at the time, you didn't like that because... That was weak. That was weak at the time. Nah, that was weak right now. Oh, hold on, hold on. Come on, Cabo. That's weak right now. Hold on, Cabo. You don't got heard? That. It's weak right now. I know I could call multi-platinum artists right now. Like, I need a record. You know, send me the record. Yo, I want, I want you to get the video done. You know, I, uh, shit, I'll be free this day. Let's do it. And they're going to pull up and get the video done. Like, that's just... Can you I, compare it now to back then, though, Kyle? 100%. It's, 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 I'm just saying the way you're supposed to handle yourself in this game when you got certain relationships with certain people. It's, it's like an unwritten rule, per se, and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's one hand washes the other pretty much and shit like that. So no matter if, no matter what his reason is, your mind will be already made up. Like, it's, it's whack, especially your experience. It's no way you look back at it and say, yo... I kind of got that why you did that. I kind of I mean, understand I'm the not saying, I'm not saying like it's not artists that niggas don't pay for and shit like that, but if it's your man, you're definitely not expecting your man to try to charge you 30 grand to get in the video and that's supposed to be your man like that. Like, Cam would never charge me to get in the video. Joel's would never charge me to get in the video. You heard? Unless I'd be like, yo, I got the stupid budget, nigga. I'm about to throw you like 30 for this shit, nigga. Like, you dig? Like, that's different. And we do that too. You heard? Okay. But, the way he do it, the way he did it was crass. That wasn't right. Mm. So, something wrong with you? That's my opinion. And I, I'm, and only, I one, I'm opinion. only one man. You heard? I'm telling you how I feel. You have been very, you're very passionate and stuff like that when it comes to things like that, and you express yourself. So, I guess with you is more principle, like you know. And and and, and sometimes I feel like when I watch you, man, you just. <laughs> You a type of nigga, you go down with the whole shit burning. If you mad, nigga, the whole shit gonna burn out. I don't give a fuck. I'm going down. I don't care. I'm mad. Nigga, relax, man. You gotta look at things from a retrospect. 
ideology sometimes. I ch- I ch- ideology. <laughs> I changed a lot. You have. Yeah. There, there's been a lot of times when I was willing to let, I was willing to let the shit burn per se. You know what I mean? I'm a very emotional person, so a lot of the shit I wear on my sleeve. But through the grace of God and me getting a little bit older, and you know, you 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 seem to change and make smart decisions. How, how many videos that you produce? A lot of people don't know that you you were you was. What, what is it called? Is it executive? What, what is it called with the video? Directors. Directors. Yeah, directed. I mean, I've directed tons and tons of videos. Don't say tons. You directed like six. <laughs> Never, you stupid nigga. But I'm talking about back in the day. Before, like, why you got to talk to me like that? Back about, in the days? What are you talking about? We're not talking so about I that. started directing videos from the old boy video. That was the very first video I, I directed. I know. So count all the rest of the videos from there. Mm. <laughs> and any video you've seen from me, any video you've seen from me from there, I've directed not to mention a whole host of other, like I did Remy Ma videos, uh, state property videos. Uh, or, so they call you for, for to, to do the videos or you, you just got a relationship with them and you in the room, they're like, yo, we need your assistance. Nah, people, I mean, well, I don't <laughs> promote me directing videos like right, I right. used to back in the day, but back in the day, yeah, they used to source me out like any other video director. Like, yo, I need to get Jim Jones to direct this video. Like that. Uh-huh. Remy Ma, I wish she gave me a stupid budget to direct her video. We did the, we did the stupid video. Uh, like that's, but now I don't promote it as much. But I direct all the videos and then most of the, my artist videos. And you know what I mean, like I direct all those. Let me guess, it was your vision. They saw something. You saw. You had an eye for it. It's all your point of view. So you gotta You gotta be very keen on what you want people to see as you being an artist. Oh boy, it was fire video. You did. Uh, I think you did the uh, diplomatic immunity. Did all dip, of those dip, videos. Dipset uh, dip Anthem. Hey, 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 all of those videos. All the Diplomat videos I did. Most of the Cam videos I did. Really? Mm-hmm. Your name be on the credit? Yeah, nigga. I don't know. Was it Joseph <laughs> Jones? I don't, what is it? like? I got to look for it, man, because are you getting huh, residuals? Did you do your paperwork? You don't get residuals from videos, but you do get a check when you do it. And you got it. You know, the director usually gets like 20% of the budget. The, <laughs> the production team usually gets... Get like thirty percent of the budget. It's a little setup and shit like that. Are you gonna let me direct the video for you? I mean, if you got the right type of treatment and I feel you can pull it off, why not? That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. I, I don't like. I don't like the way you said that. Like, <laughs> he, he pay, pay attention to him because he's very careful because he know I hold him to his words. So he's gonna say mm-hmm. treatment and stuff like that. He should just say, "I got you, Flip. You could do that." You know nah, what I'm if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it right. Who are you talking? <laughs> you got to fill in all the boxes, baby. You gotta, <laughs> your production value got to be worth some. Um, very, very important. You got, yeah, yeah. So back to the back to the music, right? Um, take us back to the time when you kind of like knew you were nice, like you, you knew you had it. I, I know you said they helped you with the with the rap and made up. Dot Cam gave you the, the the tough and you know what I'm saying. Like, but when did you know, like, all right, this this is this is it, right? Here. Like, I, I got this. This is what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? I just thought I just thought figuring out I got it. Nah. <laughs> Um, what was that moment? Like you was like, all right, or, or who was I, the person was who like co-signed you? A few people co-signed me. I remember uh, Carl Kent was one of the early people that told me to Shout keep rapping after doing the freestyle of Hot 97 with Cam. And all the un and all of them was upset that Cam let me freestyle and shit like that because they didn't think that I was nice at the time. And Clark Kent was like, boy, you went crazy on that shit. Don't let these niggas talk. Them niggas don't know no music. Nigga, you keep <laughs> rapping. And shit, little shit like that, and like a record I did 
one day when Philly had, there was a Philly All-Star game and shit like that, and everybody left me and I stayed in Rockefeller Studios baseline at the time and recorded a record and the shit came out crazy and then it's a whole bunch of other shit to the story, but I ended up, long story short, I ended up driving all the way to Philly to play Camden record and shit like that because that was my first time I completed a full record mm. and it was dope. And after that, I just kept the same, the same method I did to create that record and started creating more records and then. How was it being, like, so, this what confused me when you hear the stories going to Rockefeller and stuff like that. Was the tension pause thick in there? Was it really? Not pause? in the beginning. It was cool in the beginning. Yeah. When they did all that vice president shit and all that shit is when everything just started going haywire. So yeah, first got in there, everybody was cool. Everybody was yeah, friendly. Yeah, everybody was cool. Niggas was mixing and mingling, state property, diplomats, Rockefeller, Bleak. Beans, everybody, everybody's all in the studio making music together. Petey cracking them, it was, mm -hmm. it was dope, a hundred dope. And Gambling. Then, and then Dame did that. Dame did did that, and that kind of caused a lot of confusion inside that building. And we don't know all the ins and outs of what was going on at the time. So there's a lot of other shit going on on a boss level that us as artists or new people coming in had no idea was already brewing. So. <clears throat> I do believe when that shit happened, that shit caused a lot of confusion, and I, you know that was the start of the public being able to see that shit's getting rocky over there. And they really charged the price if if you guys talked about anybody like Jay or anybody. There was a fine, yes. Like when Cam said that there was a fine, if he said anything about. Yeah, I mean that's all technical shit back in the day with lawyers mm -hmm. and shit. I don't remember how that go, but I do believe it was some type of gag. Shit and shit like that. I can't <laughs> tell you exactly how that go. There was a lot of different stupid, silly shit going on when that shit was happening. I'm glad that it all worked out, though. Yeah, be, be happy. So, when did Jewels come into the picture? Ninety nine. Jewels been around since like ninety nine. Jewels used to go to the tunnel with us, so he's been around for a minute. Who met him first? Cam. Hmm. My man hmm. Tobe Cobain. Tobe went to school with Cam and Tobe went to school with me. But um, that was, that's Tobe, I think it was neighbor, one of his good friends, but he's younger than all of us and shit like that. But grew up with Tobe nevertheless, and then at that time we was already rapping. Tobe called Cam, guess Cam went up to the block, started going crazy. I remember Cam coming back to the house that night like, yo, is this young nigga that's going crazy. He might be what we need for real. <laughs> this shit is going to go crazy. And around that time, we was uh, <clears throat> in the midst of losing the entertainment deal, so we was kind of on our own trying to figure it all out. Uh, I was like 99, and it's the same year they, they actually closed the tunnel and shit like that. Then turned 2000, I believe Dame started managing and Cam went from managing to Dave Offering and Cam to jail at Rockefeller. Then I believe Dave Cam did that. Then he did the uh, Peyton Full movie. He got that. And after that, it was like Cam was back on guard status and shit like that. He could do no wrong. And after that, got the diplomat deal. And after that, Joel's went, went into guard status. And after that, the diplomats was born. There was a no coming back. Hmm. Speaking of Joel, I, I seen an interview somewhere where you said that's one of your favorite rappers. Yeah. Joel Santana. Mm -hmm. What do you rate him at, like, as far as, like, <clears throat> like hip-hop? You know, people always put these other artists at their top five. Like, is, is Joel's in your top five? 
Yeah, Jewel's always gonna be in my top five. What is it about Jewel that that, that you that you like so it's much? Person, it's it's more per, it's personal to me anyway because I watched him grow up. But literally, mm -hmm. that boy is uh, a savant when it comes to doing music and shit like that. Like I I watched him and shit like that when he was a young age and just creating monsters and shit like that and the way that he does music and it's just dope. You know what I mean? And everybody goes through what they go through, so you know he had a, a bit of a minute where he. I mean, so we never really get to see Joel's full potential. So right now I'm more excited than anything to see him actually back in the studio. He got some crazy records and shit like that. And I do believe music is like a jump shot. I tell everybody, the more you shoot it, the more that shit can go in. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. he's been doing music constantly in and out, getting a, a DJ drama mixtape together and shit like that, which he got some fucking bombs on. I just was looking, listening to a record that he got me, Meek, and Rowdy Rebel War, the shit is retarded. Mm. Do you, so, when you started coming into your own, then you start off, that's such that purple <laughs> shit. They got purple all brothers and shit. We thought he was, Cody, nigga. Get out of here, man. Remember that? Like, what, what, how, that how that whole, size Bob and all them, like, how that whole thing, how did that start? Over weed. New Year's Eve of 1999 on on the hill on 145th Street, trying to get an outfit and looking for an ounce of Purple Haze. At that time, that was when Purple Haze was really stupid and we was trying to go to the tunnel and all this shit. And Shice was in the store on 145th. He like, yo, what's good with y'all? He like, yo, I got the smoke right now. He gave us a dub, he like gave us a sample. Like, here, smoke that, let me know when they hit my phone. Boy, I got that shit, I got that, I got all of it. Smoked that shit. I remember I had Cam Benz. Me and Joel smoked that shit on the west side, go, on, on, on FDR Drive, going up to a Dykeman. Because we trying to go to Dykeman to go see who else has some shit up there. By the time we got to the end of the Dykeman, we like, ooh, we got time. <laughs> you turn, calling that nigga like, yeah, where you at? Like, pull up. And from that moment on is when Purple City started. And Shice was at a very pivotal time for Dipset and shit like that. And, I, and in more than one way, not just music, but that Purple Haze was... <laughs> niggas made a lot of money off Purple Haze and shit like that at that time. That's when weed wasn't legal and <laughs> niggas was selling that shit for damn near $7,000 a pound. And niggas used to get it in Ohio, all type of shit back in the days and shit like that. But, Oh, bless weed is legal now, so things are a little bit different. But yeah, Purple Purple Haze was Cam named the album, album after it and shit like that. Um, that was the chronic of the East Coast was the Purple Haze, like. So that's what Chase was responsible for, introducing Purple City to the masses. So that Purple Haze to the masses. So and then the Bird Gang came from you. Yeah, Bird Gang was the subsidiary of Diplomats. We were. We know what it was, quote, man. But quote you know. unquote, special forces. <laughs> what you mean, special forces? You know what the fuck I mean, nigga. What you mean, like you was? So why you call it bird gang then? Because of the bird on the diplomat, on on the logo. Because mm -hmm. the diplomat logo was the bird. But y'all wasn't birds. <laughs> no, nigga, that wasn't a bird. That was an eagle, nigga. That was an eagle on the back of a dollar. We was about making money. 
Still about making money. Kind of aggressive. It's all about a dollar, nigga. It isn't. What I'm trying to say is that where the name come from, it just came in your head. What, the Diplomats? No, I no, no, Burger Oh, Burger It started from that. No, it started from Jewel's. Uh, Berg, the Burger the Burger when I said, um, Kurt Cobain, how that shit go? That Kurt Cobain was here. Yeah. Hold on. Put the line before that. The whole Berg gang is here. That Kurt Co- He He mm. said that shit? Yeah. And then I was like, Whoa, I'm taking it. <laughs> so then now, like, Dwells came up with Dipset too. Like, remember, it was Diplomats. And then in one of his rhymes, he said Dipset. We was like, oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word. So, so. You do the you, you thought the Purple City Bird Gang. I remember that whole wave. You had but it was Bird Gang. We added okay. the Purple City because of Shice and shit like that. Shice, so he yeah. was a subsidiary of Bird, Bird Gang. gang. You Got know it. What I mean? So he was like, I was Bird Gang, and then Shice started to do music on top of whatever else he was doing and shit like that. So we was like naming the whole shit Purple City, and we got Purple City Bird Gang. And that's where we started to direct it and all that type of shit. Got, it, got Started Shice Bub career. Shice Bub was smarter than most people that was around me at the time. Because a lot of niggas was around me, but they couldn't find their purpose. And when I had the most power in the world and shit like that, Shice knew what he was doing. He ended up getting multiple deals and shit like that, record deals at the time. In the midst of the shit, you know what I mean? And a lot of niggas just sitting around just trying to look good for the camera. And not really, you know what I mean? So I tip my hat to Shice. Hold on. You had, you had something called Purple Bull. Did, did, did you, was you inspired by it? By purple city, I see. I see you got it. I stole it from them. I see you stole yeah. it. You stole it. You stole it. Yeah. Stole it? Stole I'm thinking like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had something called purple ball. I used to like that video. So Ye- years ago, and knock it off, my nigga. The shite bomb. Yeah, you know I'm the veteran. Twelfth grade. That shit was fire. That I know my homegirl Peaches was in that video. Cold. That's why. Cold. That was a cold record. I went to school with mm. Peaches, and Peaches was in that video. And I remember her talking about. It. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. Jam, G, that's hell. You I had to go back to. Yeah, I'm like purple boy. <laughs> so, so Cabo, let me ask you a question. Who? Hold on now. Uh, let me check you, Cabo. Let me double check you in. You know? that's, that's that's strike two. Shut up. <laughs> when, when? Who? So now I'm gonna be careful here because you 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 know you get very little confusing when you start to talk and you start to get aggressive. So when you started to look for members of Bird Gang, let's just keep it like. You, how long you knew? Mel? <laughs> See, don't smile. All right. Mel, can okay, you talk about Mel? Neither. Yeah, you can talk about Mel. When did you meet Mel? Um, met Melly about ninety seven, ninety eight. Um, Melly was just pushing the line very hard, and I, at that time, it was heavy into my heavy into my blood shit, and. Melly was the Billy that was pushing the line very hard at the time at a young age and shit like that. He still was a teenager. And had a mutual friend at the time that wanted to introduce me to him and shit like that. And well, we I know meet, we know I you meet. don't promote gangs, but you, you joined Blood at what age? Me? No, me. Yes, you. Oh man, um, you could at least say that, Cabo. Like, what age you joined? <laughs> Nineteen, something like that. Nineteen. Did you, did, 19. You, did you have to go through the ritual? Did they have rituals back then? Like jumped in and do the three things on your arm and all that. You had to go through that. 
Yeah, Harlem, they had their own little shit that they used to do with shit like that, but you know, Harlem was way different from California, so it was a lot of different ways you could get in. I was very aggressive in my hood and shit like that, and um, the big dogs at the time were my niggas that we used to go always out and party in. I was getting a lot of trouble at that time. I always be fighting, <clears throat> ooting, and all type of other dumb shit and shit like that, so. One thing led to another thing, and um, very aggressively, I was told when you see us, you throw it up, blood. <laughs> yeah, you heard. There you go. You heard. Ain't no don't. When you see us, you throw it up, blood. That's it, blood. You out here putting it in more. I just and we ain't got to get into the rest of it. Of course, of course. That's how it started and shit like that. When did you meet Stack? Um, how did you meet Stack? I met Stack one time at Babaloo's. He had on a big blue fur. Hmm. And he came, ran down to me like, yo, my name's Stack, pulling on from the back. Yo, just talking, man, aggressive. I'm like, who boy? They, you know, at the, he was like, ah. cool. And then I heard a, I heard a, I heard a record on the radio. I love, you love Cam and that Dipset shit. I know you don't love me. I know you don't love. You remember he did that freestyle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, you don't love me. What mine's under the find threshold? This nigga, who is this nigga? I like this young nigga, and I'm like, oh, that's the same young nigga from the Babalu shit. And they were like, oh, we down with Desert Storm and all this type of shit. I'm like, well, guess what? Tell him pull up to the studio. I got a proposition for him. Just like that. Mm -hmm. He pulled up, mm. and he left the studio. Bird Gang. Off that one record you heard on the radio. It wasn't the radio. I think it was. It was he said he said he heard on the radio. radio. He, was, he did a freestyle to the Fifty Cent record, and Flex was playing all his music. Well, it was man, the rock. The threat show. I, it was it the was, rock. I, I, I kept hearing the rock, and I'm like, is this rock a Rockefeller artist? Because he mm. was saying the rock. I didn't know what it was and shit like that. Right. And I was like, this nigga is vicious. Then I remember he said, I know you love Cam and that Dipset shit. I know you don't love me. I know you don't love me. I know you don't love me. I was like, nah, enough is enough. Find him. And they was like, yo, he Desert Storm and all that shit. I'm like, but what is they doing with him? Like, they not, they bugging. Be easy, be easy. Just stop, easy. What happened? Easy, like, come on, you just can't be just talking about other people's deals. Just worry about yours. I'm telling you what went on. I'm like, what the fuck is Clue doing? This nigga is too hot. He is the next thing. Like, them niggas, your niggas bugging. Did you get on the phone with Clue and talk to Clue about it? Or you just did some old school 93 shit? I ended up speaking to Clue after, um, Stack spoke to him and shit like that. A brief conversation and shit like that. You dig? You still say you dig. So you kept it brief. Was it, was it brief or did you, like, you just, it was an understanding amongst men, basically? Yeah, it was cool. It wasn't no, never like no turmoil or any of that type of shit. It just was a decision that Stax had made at the time that he felt would be beneficial to his career, which it was. You know, you was there, you yeah. was on tour, you know what we was moving was. to, you know what Stax was about to do. He was front line, he was about to shine. Well, let me let me say this real quick. So people got mad at me um, because they said I interviewed an ex-member, um, and I feel like the the picture that was painted to you is wrong. Um, and let me just—it's going to be a little long-winded, but allow me. A lot of people thought that you know when you went independent and when you had it that you just made it really look good. And a lot of people don't—I mean, you had it, but you made it look good. And a lot of people don't know that you really extended yourself to a lot of individuals that came out there. So when I hear these stories, and Bino get mad all the time about it, um, one of the things is that, you know, 
I interviewed Jaja and she said those stuff and people people were upset at me like feel like you gonna let Jaja talk about Jim like that and stuff like that. But I was correcting the things of she what had, I she had a bit of a bitter soul and a lot of misplaced anger. So I'm not even mad at her and shit like that for from looking back at, at, at retrospect and shit like that. Like 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 you used to say, um, she could I felt she could express whatever she wanted a little bit different because as you know, I made sure that all of y'all was good. As I sent for a lot of y'all from. Far Rock to come to meet up with Stacks, plane tickets, all type of shit. So you know how I was moving. I made sure everybody was moving on one accord. Not to mention all the energy that I started putting into her and the money I started putting into her from the videos to the balling and all this type of shit. Like drinking on, just like you know what I mean, like so. But you gotta talk about that shit. Happens, man. It's part of the history, man. You know what I mean, I mean, I did she do that wrong in my opinion? Yeah, I believe. Do I think she would have been a successful person in the music industry? wholeheartedly, you know what I mean? But I think that the death of Stax and the death of Holly at that time, and there was a lot going on. It was a, it kind of spooked out her, her socks and shit like that, and then everything was going on with the, with the kid Max and him getting locked up. It was just a lot, you know what I mean? So, But, th but this is the thing about it, and I, and I want to say this. The problem is, and, and I'm a, when she was on the show, she had said that she had heard about you wasn't giving Stack money, but people don't know that when Stack asked you for the bread, you were going to the bank. I think the bank was closed. Something happened because me and Bino talked about it. I remember being there and you was going to give him more money after the money he spent because we was on tour. He's yeah. like, geez, I spent all that tour money, geez, I'll I pop, I'll bug it. Whatever he did, brought another Porsche, BMW. He's like, yo, pop, geez, you said you said close, close mouth don't get fed, geez, I'm pop, geez, I'm hurting. It's a fact. And when I told him, I said, yo, go get 25 grand from the bank tomorrow. He like, oh shit, yo, what's up with that Wrangler truck? I'm like, I left that shit in Brooklyn. I don't even want that shit. I don't even know what block is on. Matter of fact, it's by the, the car shop where I got the Maserati from. He like, you let me get that, G's. I'm like, go take it, nigga. You probably got to get a new key. He like, oh, I'm going to go get that tomorrow, G's. You different, G's. And we all know the rest of the story. Why do you think that people have this misconception of what happened? Why do you think even her... Why do you think that? Where did that come from? Because Nobody likes to hear the truth. Because we were there. Bino get mad all the time. And he, he gets offended. And he was one of the people that called me. He was like, that's not true. They think that, what they think is that Stack asked you. To, he told you he wanted to leave. They said that Stack told you he wanted to leave. He wanted to move. or And you didn't move him out. But that's not true. You don't want to hear, you want to hear that story? All right, for Stacks and them, I was about to buy Stacks to get Max and Melly a whole brownstone in New Jersey. None of them niggas wanted to leave the hood. And I was not about to waste my money. And I was what I offered them. I went shopping for the shit and all that type of shit. Yeah, we remember you know that, right, like Bass? We remember that. Shout out to Bass. We remember, I remember you know the conversation. I mean? And I'm like, yo, you bugging. You you want to, like, yo, you could go to the hood every day, but you're going to be living in Jersey. Like, you're going to be living better than, your, like, you heard? And you don't have to worry about paying for no rent or nothing like that. I'm just trying to get you niggas out the hood. Melly, too. And Melly ended up getting shot, right? Like, like none of these niggas would listen, and everything that happened. That, I, that you know can happen in the hood end up happening and shit like that. You know what I mean? But everything to try to protect them for what I know could have happened to them, I tried. You heard? From getting all them niggas' cars to getting all these niggas. Everything, everything. You can imagine everything. Private jets, nigga, Miami, hundreds of thousands in one weekend, two tall buses, Atlanta. Like, niggas cannot front on how I had my boys 
moving. And I'm only talking about this because you was there and you and Stax were best friends or Bino, a couple others and shit like that. Other than I don't even talk to people about Stax and, and what went on, but we were sending out. Niggas was not on our level when we was moving and no way shape or form and we was bullying and doing what we wanted to do and that's wholeheartedly and when no rappers could tell me nothing i don't give a fuck who you ask okay who you say was a tough guy at that time it wasn't tough enough and you could go down the line and go ask him so all the shit that niggas be talking about right now them niggas can eat something bro like you niggas is puppies to me bro like i just be sitting back laughing like you niggas would not like me to go backwards at all you heard i'm not going to but you niggas could not Fuck with me on no levels when I was outside moving on the court, especially not Bird Gang. And I mean that from every level. You heard? Like, and everybody knows that, bro. Like, this is not rocket science. It's, it's not, nigga, what? You, like, nobody did what I did in this city and how I did it in this city. I don't care about what everybody else did. I did mines the way I wanted to do mines, and I did what the fuck I wanted. And anybody begged to differ, tell them holler at me. I did what I wanted in this city. Am I proud of it? Eh, not too much. But that was a time that I was doing something that I thought was called for, and it worked for me. You heard? Mm -hmm. But when you talk about sensationalizing what niggas do, like, I could go all day and tell you niggas some wild shit. You heard? Is I, could, I, I could run down the line of all your favorite rappers about how these, I, like, like, these niggas don't be tough, bro. Do you feel like, the, the, do you feel like by you not talking, because you really don't care, I guess, right? He doesn't care. Um, mm -hmm. Shooter, a lot of people that know Capo, Black, and I, cause I remember, let me just say this to the people that don't know, Bino, Bino and I drove to Miami with about four hundred ecstasy pills in the trunk, in a Honda, and then we and then and then we went to Miami in the in the so he was gonna fly Bino and them out there, mm -hmm. yo get on the plane, he said whoever else I think he had two more tickets, now, Bino said that I couldn't make it at that time because something with Webb and them. So Bino said, I'm going to drive down with you. So we switched to Honda. We drove halfway. Then we got into the Scion. So I remember going there, and I remember us being in a place. That's when me and, you know, stacked last time in Miami, but we was arguing there. And then, but I remember watching Jim, how he, uh, he showed love to everybody, and, he, and he, he walked the streets with everyone. So sometimes I get offended. Because, and I'm arguing with people, and that's why, and I get mad at Bino. Like, why you don't speak like, nigga, you was there more than me. I watched them. I, I watched them niggas invite me to the Shore Club, and I'm in there. Solange is in there. I'm, you know, I'm jumping in the water. I'm jumping in the water, splashing. Like, who was this nigga? I was in Rick James. I met Rick James' daughter, Ty James, through Bino. I went upstairs. I James. Like, I remember these things. Nigga, and that's we did. We I was treating the Shore Club like it was a condo, nigga. Exactly. Talk about we, it. How many? I didn't stay nowhere else. We so, but when I'm, we didn't stay nowhere else but the Shore Club. But here's the question to you: Do you feel like? By you not talking and people have this issue with you that you leave everybody. I don't. Why do you let people come up with these stories? All this shit sound preposterous, nigga. Especially and I told y'all this. Like it's, it, and you just don't say nothing. You could just easily nip it in the bud with niggas that was there. We seen it. We seen. Of course, I feel like people. And I told Hassan Campbell this when I interviewed him. I mm -hmm. feel like people put too much on Capo. They don't realize. Yeah, you gonna sit, you gonna sit there, Dice? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sit next to Capo if you. I feel like people don't realize that my man. Was doing a lot. This nigga was was flying mad niggas outside. He was paying for the hotels. He was doing everything. What did y'all expect him to do? Mm -hmm. And what budget did you think my man had? And on top of that, he was following like it was like seventeen people out there plus they mans. <laughs> no, for real. So and and and, and I just don't. 
I kind of blame you, you for it. Though, I was doing quarter million on the weekend sometimes with these little niggas because there'd be so many of us. 20 hotel rooms in the Shore Club, shit like that. Renting condos in Miami for these niggas for 31 days. Renting mansions for Miami and these niggas 31 days. These niggas had luxuries beyond belief, and I did that because I knew where I came from in this game. These niggas didn't do nothing for me. You heard? Like, these niggas, right. they always said the game was to be told, not sold. I was like, what? I mean, to be sold, not told. I was like, what? I'm putting my niggas on there. Everything I know about this shit. And we mobbing in this bitch. You heard? We coming through in this motherfucker. But why you don't say mm -hmm. nothing? That's the point I'm trying to ask you. Why do you let them run with that narrative? To The narratives is what make the people come up with these perceptions, which is not true. So I'm, I'm arguing that you're not saying anything. But I ain't no arguing. You're I not saying anything. I was told a long time ago, the less you talk, the more they listen. <laughs> The less you talk, the more they listen. So you you let people run with it. You like that fly I, shit, right? I'm, let, well, let me. Well, I remember. Hold on with that, like that joke shit. You cracking joke? I remember I mean, when. This is serious. This is, it, it, but let, 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 let's keep. A lot of people don't know about this. But let me just tell you, share a story. Let me share a story with y'all. I remember when when Chinks came home, rest in peace. He went to Jim's studio. Mm -hmm. And he's sitting next to, and Bino got mad at him after that, and I remember being there. But Chinks is sitting next to Capo. Capo's sitting there, and he had a, a stack, something a stack painting on. So, and Capo's being understanding, so Chinks asking him, hey, what's up with my man? Capo look around, and he started, you know, he didn't say too much, but you know how much he cared about stack and stuff like that, and he asked him again, and Capo got up and walked away. Like, shit like that, like, like now you don't have to explain nothing, mm -hmm. right? You don't have to explain nothing. But I remember Bino being mad at, at like, why would you, why would you do that? Like you don't know what's going on, and it's because Capo allowed these narratives to be painted and not say nothing. Now, of course, a nigga just come over prison. You have no right to ask me questions in my studio. Rest in peace, of my brother. Mm -hmm. And he, we always laughed about that and talked about that. Yo, Capo just got up. Capo was he he used to laugh about it. Like, I mean, Capo just got up because he did. He asked him twice because he just came home. I was letting that nigga live. More sensitive, not like I was letting him live, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I was giving him some grace and shit like that. I know he didn't understand what he was saying and shit like that. I didn't. He didn't know he was definitely in the devil's den at that time. So I was just like, we, we, I, I, he did. That was the last conversation I had with him. I remember, I remember him being a trap in the elevator with us. God bless him and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And it was so uncomfortable for him. And in that situation, I said, "Now nah, you good. Nobody gonna do nothing to you. Straight. You heard? Like, Shepherd Stacks, you good. But he was, that was when we was in the height of the whole French Montana shit. Yeah. But he said that. He said, yeah, I was in the elevator. He said that. Oh, he said, they almost got me one time. He said that. He said that. He yeah. talked about that. That's one thing about Ching's recipe. Not my almost. If we wanted him, we would have ate him up. You heard? But yeah. I told him. All right, easy. You heard? Like, you good. Easy. Like, but but what I'm saying, when I say almost, meaning like it's a figure of speech. Obviously, you go into an elevator, you somewhere, you see somebody that in the height of something, and you know, but I that would have looked. I, I told him, bro, you good, bro. You, I, I told him, you good. You straight, bro. He had, it was, he walked in the elevator with seven of us. He said that. He talked about it. You heard? He said, what's up, capo? And it's, I said, you good. You straight. He turned around and just waited for him to get off the elevator and he got out the elevator. 
But I did that on the strength of Stax because I know how much Stax loved him. Stax used to call that nigga. He used to call Stax every day while we was on tour and put me on the phone with him and shit like that. You heard? So when he came home at that time, it had threw me off that day. And I was like, and I'm I, looking at niggas' face. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go sit down. Shit like I remember that. that. Go get out of there because I know, I already know, I already see the look that niggas is giving. And I'm like, no, no, no. Let me go in the studio and and and, and, and just not even act because I know where I go, niggas is going to follow. Do you feel like it was just a come home thing, like a come home of, of hearing different things? I don't and, know what it was. I never had a chance to have a conversation with him. Got it. You heard? Got it. I would have thought that it would have been way different when he did with that day he was you coming. You said that. You said that. I remember Biden talked about it. You just got up. So the guy up and walking away was just mostly like stack. He was thinking about because he was asking about stacking up and, and, and I remember like I said Bino and him Bino tell him that nah man that's not you know but I blame you once again I blame you for allowing these narratives to be painted you know and you're a guy that that, that you're a good guy man I, I, lo I love you man I'm a my, great guy you show my mother love a lot of people don't know that pop champagne that's a skinny Bernice Burgos there. Like he 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 showed up her yeah 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 oh you want me to say that oh I'm a chill you showed her love she started she popped champagne that wasn't her I mean, yeah, she was in the video. Shouts that wasn't her? Yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out. Shout out to Bernice. Shout out. Shout out to Bernice. She definitely one of the top dogs out there for... Uh, Way top. Escalator. She's still for, going up. That wasn't her in the video with the, with the gold on, doing the spin? It definitely was her. Definitely was her. Give me a second. <laughs> Chill. Um, you got me talking about a lot of shit I don't talk about, so you... I know, I know... I, I um I don't you like how it. you treat you know I have to why don't you forgive? I do forgive. I just don't forget. Copper, you really don't forgive. I do forgive. I just don't forget. I got. I'm a passionate person. You know her? Compassionate. Compassionate. That's the, that's the word. But I I I I forgive. I just don't forget. So if you did something to me that I don't appreciate and it's that detrimental then I believe the best thing for us not to do is not to talk anymore no matter whatever the circumstances is so if it's over money that was a small price I had to pay for not having to deal with you in them situations anymore and shit like that but I learned to love a lot of people from afar and it hurts me when I see something happens to those people and shit like that especially anybody that I once loved and shit like that but you cannot violate me and think that I'm gonna ever forget what you did and if you press that line then I'm gonna give you what I should have gave you in the first place. Cabo, a lot of people wanted you to, to, to forgive a certain individual, and you just you just won't. I spoke to you about it privately. You just won't. And don't do the smile. You just won't forgive. A lot of people try to make peace, and you just won't. Now, I just want to ask you one question. I'm not going to be careful, because you're my man. Is it because, because one thing about it, you love, is it because of what was said? Bro, we're not going into nothing. Right. You heard you know how this is gonna go. I gave you a moment to do it, but it's, we ain't doing that. I don't. I, I don't want you to disrespect nobody. I'm just saying, why don't you forgive? Just can you answer that? Can you answer? Can you answer why you don't forgive? Is it because? Is it because? It I said I do forgive. I just don't forget. But people been trying to squash that, and you don't want to. Mm, I I don't I I don't feel I don't know what you're talking about okay. right now, bro. I'm just saying I'm your brother. You I'm just saying I know people been trying, bro. On top of that. Not, See, uh, you don't want to talk about it. Leave me the fuck alone, Flip. All right. You, you know I know the real stories. Flip. Leave me the fuck alone, Nigga, flip. but let me just say one last thing. I'm going to move on from that. When killer call a nigga, Capo love killer. 
And cop was like, man, this is deep. It's deep. <laughs> nigga, like, nigga, at two, Brute, what is this? Julius Caesar day? Nigga, what do you feel? Scratching the back? Did he cut Jesus' sandals? <laughs> no, for real. Killer called the nigga. He know what I'm talking about. Cop like, yo, all right, what I'm the move fuck on. are you talking about? I'm going to move on. Huh? You know what I'm talking what about, the, nigga. I'm gonna walk because you're my man. What the fuck are you talking? I just, about? I just want to, I just hope one day you could it's teach not, me to forgive. I don't know what the fuck you talking about. Can you teach me to forgive? Yes or no? I gotta teach you how to forget, but not forget. <laughs> oh, you teach me how to forget? You said. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stack died. What did it? What did it do? What, what did it do to you when uh, Stack died? Man, uh, very difficult time in my life. It wasn't even, it wasn't only Stack that had died. Holly had died the next month, so. Holly had died. I had two deaths of two of my closest young boys. And it it it, it took me for a spiral for a minute and shit like that. Um, as close as I ever had gotten to Stacks and the relationship I had with Holly and just being on the road with everybody and everything that's happening so fast and. You know, in life, you don't think about somebody's not going to be there tomorrow, especially somebody like Stacks. That's the furthest thing from your mind. And I just talked to him, and we were talking about all the shit he's about to do, and he's about to go to the bank. You know, I just, he, he made me smile just to see how he's moving and shit like that. And that shit just kind of crushed my soul and shit like that. Like, it, it, it really, it was a tough summer that summer for me and shit like that. Like, it was Holly right? died on my, my, my B-Day, I believe it was, right? This was a lot for me to, to take in and um you know, it still be hard for me to talk about stacks to this day. It still be hard for me to listen to his music to this day and shit like that. And a lot of people ask me why, yo, you don't be playing this music, all, all this other shit, but they don't know how hard it is for me to even hear his voice or to watch his videos or to him say squad up and like, you know, that shit hits me different than it would hit anybody that was his fan or might have knew him or might have liked him like it's a little bit it's a little bit different for me you know what i mean like so a lot of people thought that you had uh or you still had unreleased stack records but they don't know that you like another thing that you just let just people just say you just let it say because you just think you some sort of genie in a bottle like oh y'all can say what y'all want three wishes i pop up no like people think that you still had his, his records that you still had unreleased and you complied, like, well, I don't want to use the word comply, but you, what's the word? You and the family had to understand it at the time. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't, you don't have any unreleased stack records. Um, No, I didn't have, I had a few records at the time and shit like that, but it wasn't like I had a slew of stack records. He had another studio that he recorded. Yeah, Miller. Inside of Queens, yeah, Dunkirk. Mm -hmm. That studio had multiple records from Stack Bundles. Um, he just had so many people trying to dip into his legacy before they even let it bloom. Before we was able to do something for it, for it to make some money for his family. Or I mean, then his pops came home. And his pop has had his own scenario about what should happen and how it should happen and things like that. And you know, I I knew Stacks. I ain't knew his family, so it wasn't. I I definitely wasn't gonna sit there and go back and forth with nobody family members that I did not know from nowhere. But one thing I do know is I'm a good judge on character and things like that. And I know a lot of them people at the time, mm, there wasn't in it for his best interest. There was a lot of ulterior motives when it came to using Stacks little bit of success that he was gaining at the time to their advantage. And I didn't think it was fair, so. 
I just chose to step back and not say nothing about it. And I don't really care about what people say or how, what people think about me. I've never been a fan of none of that shit. That shit don't pay me no dollar bills, you know what I mean? Like, and I've never been outside with somebody express how they felt to me personally. <laughs> I mean, but but Copper, come on, man, really? Like, yeah, we, we, we know, um, shout out to Miller, I mean, Stack stuff was there. Uh, I remember at a time that you were interested in getting a situation to, to put out a stack album. I was trying to, but yes. the dude but the dude who owns the studio was unrealistic with his expectations of how it was supposed to go. And that was one of the last draws too. Like I'm not going back and forth with you, bro. Like you obviously think it's a it's a money grab for you somewhere down the line or somebody's trying to rob you of some sort when none of this music is yours to give anyway and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like it was just it was just a lot of different So you spoke parts. you spoke to you spoke to I never knew I didn't know you, you I didn't you spoke to Miller yourself? You spoke yeah, to him? I had a I had a conversation with him and he was trying to ask for some type of absurd type of money way more than whatever the studio time that Stax had used and it was worth at the time and it was just like it was very distasteful and shit like that and um at that time I it's, it's, a lot of things had I had to find a deep place in myself to make sure that I continue to move in the right direction and shit like that over that small instance because of how much I love Stacks. But yeah, that dude wasn't, he wasn't, he, he, he wasn't thinking right. I heard he acted 50,000 for the record. That's what I heard. It was actually 100,000. So it wasn't 50. It was 100,000. Hold on now. You sure, Cabo? You told you 100,000? I'm telling you, nigga, who you talk? Isn't nobody <laughs> talk for me? I'm telling you. <laughs> all right, bro. I'm telling you, nigga, Stacks was my artist. At the time, I was trying to get all the music I could. You ask Chris. Chris was there. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I know Luck was there. Yeah, like, nigga, he asked for 100000 I was like, yeah, you bugging. Like, and then, you know, the rest of what I was. I was uh, you know? 100000 Did he? Mm. And you didn't get a breakdown. You didn't want a breakdown of, of what the hundred thousand was for. You just because I know how you get. So one thing I learned about you, I watched you over the years. It's like a couple of people that can talk to you. Mel is one of them. Seen Stack do it as a couple of people. You start, you know, I didn't see your encounter really with killing them, but you start to shut down and like, like and you want to go somewhere else. Nobody got time for that. So when this man is telling you this, did you give him a chance? Did you did you give him a chance to have another conversation? Like yo, nah, I can't do that. Go think about it. Or you just, it was one of the, I'm shutting down because of all the stuff that came with it. Like his pops came home, Ray C came home and, it, you know. I didn't shut down. I, of course I tried to speak some sense into him and shit like that, but he was just too unrealistic. Like, he was really being unrealistic. I didn't even know the nigga name was Miller and shit like that. But, yeah, I, try, I, I attempted to get the music from out of there because he had a lot of dope music. Remember, he was he trying to finish up a mixtape. When he came off tour, he had put that record out and shit like that. Like, just even thinking back, the whole shit is bizarre and shit I, I like that. It. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Just, just, and, and that's another thing what I'm saying you gotta watch what you project in these music and I see all these kids making this op music Stacks, Stack Bundles was making op music back then now that I'm looking back at it he was <laughs> right he, some say it's crazy <sighs> what so I'm just saying like this is so, so many fully different. loaded I was in the studio for that <laughs> and we was in the studio for click a clack I mean, he came, off, he came off tour, and he put that record out when we came off tour, because it's just, God bless him, man. And looking back and seeing how these youngsters is running around now, just, you know. But I just, I, I'm just happy you said it, because I'm with JR, because JR, you be around a lot of times, and gee, mm. we hear these things, and I'm happy that I'm able to get this get this out of Jim. And Shatik here, like, we all, Shatik being from Queens, being 
that dude and being in the industry and doing the, all the famous beats and all that shit, you know, he don't want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? DMX beat, Drake beat. Uh -huh. He, he try to hide. Fat. He's so film. Yeah, he try to hide. But we, when we talk about stacking, we had these conversations. Mm. Everybody, right, Shy, you can believe it, they put it on Capo, right? They blame him. And Bino and me is the only ones like, wait, hold on. And Bass be like, wait, what are y'all talking about? Only and, thing that I ever did was try to help Stax in, in all of his situations. And it's a fact. When we forged our relationship, I told him until he did a deal, I'm going to hold my end of the deal up. I know what it takes. I know where you at in life and shit like that. So, And that's when I told him a clove, a clove mouth don't get fed and I can't read your mind. Just remember that. You dig? So at any time and this shit is not going right for you and I don't know about it, I won't know about it. So you got to let me know. And God he did. Bless. I remember. Yeah, we was there. He was like, "Yo, geez, you said closed mouth don't, don't get, get fed. fed. Mm -hmm. I'm fucked up. Fucked the pack. Pop. I fucked the pack up. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I start laughing like, yo, go to the bank tomorrow or go to yeah. for whatever day it was. And it was like the next day he, he didn't make it. No, the next day he didn't make it to the bank because he went out to the party. After I told him that shit that night, yo, went out to a party. Yeah. Yo, overslept. He mm. didn't make it to the bank that day. He called me like, geez, I ain't make it to the bank. Overslept. You know we went weekend. crazy it last weekend. night. It, it was the weekend. Yeah, it was going. Yeah, that's right. You're right. And the I was like, well, go on Monday. Yes. And he got killed on Sunday. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's what happened. Because I saw him. I saw him the Sunday when he was going out to go to the club. I saw him. Mm. I told him. So, I said, just take your ID. My account. Just go in there and show him your ID. And, and, and they're going to give you the money. If if anybody, so one of my dreams is and now I'm in a better position in life. And of course, you know, if anybody came to the realization, would you ever put out an actual stack album? Like, say if if everything ever got worked out and we come to your copper, would you would you still do that, or you feel like the time has passed? And I want to know. Nah, hell no, the time has never passed. I will always put the music out. I would love I would love to put a dope album out if I could right now, and then mix it with some of the new artists that's popping right now because. Remember, Stax died at a young age, so his his music is still young, and some of these young artists are dope. I would love to do an album like that and shit like that, and really, and, and still get some of the some of the the the, the legends, the kisses, and all that, because you know he was a rap rapper. He was, he was wrapping circles around everybody in the game at that time. Like niggas knew they could not fuck with Stax. I don't care who it was. Like, period. Like he was going way up, and he wasn't coming down. He had endless bars, and his motherfucking cadence was there. He was handsome. He had the whole package. He knew how to dress. He talked slick. He was tough. The girls loved tough, him. Tough, light-skinned nigga. Mm -hmm. Girls loved him. You heard? And the industry started to love him, especially from the New York standpoint. And that was a time when New York was still prominent in the game. You know what I mean? And he was looking like he could be the next nigga out of New York to really take some fame. Shout out to Bino though. A lot of people don't know that Bino was really like the backbone to stack bundles. Mm. Bino did a lot. You see what he said he did for Killer. Yeah, yeah. yeah Bino, did Bino a lot. was there every step of the way. I Bino. had all you niggas on tour with me. All I was you the niggas youngest. on tour with me. I was the youngest. And Bino yeah. did. De Bino definitely did everything that Stacks needed him to do. He definitely picked up the missing pieces. He was there. You know what I mean? Like he was there in a lot of different ways for him and shit like that. Like and, and I, I, that's what I respected a lot about Bino and shit like that. He. He knew his position and shit like that. Thanks. Not to mention he was big as shit, so he looked like security when he coming <laughs> through. You heard boss, and then he's smashing nigga head if he had to. Like they had a great relationship. Like all y'all had a great relationship. You had a good, you had a, a nice little camaraderie and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like we had fun times on that road too. You was banned. I was from the, I was young too, so you know what I mean? Like you, you was banned from the clubs in 06, Remember that? Yeah, I was banned from every 
thing in New York City, like a mayor's ordinance, Jim Jones is not allowed in any type of venue in New York City. And the person that helped me actually get out of that band was your mom's. Yeah. I mean, his mom's <laughs> his mom's a uh, very important person. I won't say the, the office, but she's a very important person <laughs> at that office. And um, she, her nephew kept getting in trouble. Her nephew name kept coming on the desk. Yeah. And Flip would call me like, Yo, my mom said your name came across her desk again, bro. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? That's a fact. That she said, yo, yo, my mom said you cannot go. It says you're banned from New York City, she said. I was like, oh, boy. She's like, she going to fix it, though. And she she fixed said, it. give her some time. She definitely fixed it, man. And, so mom. I'm forever yeah, indebted <laughs> for that. More and that was love. See, he remember. See yeah, that? Yeah. I feel yeah, that was a, that. was a time I was uh, moving real ruthless in the city, you know. <clears throat> not, a, not a time that I'm too proud of, but, yeah, that was one of the end results of Moving stupid and thinking you could do what you wanted to do and shit like that, and the city kind of <laughs> the city kind of got tired of my bullshit for so many years. Um, hmm. Now I've been doing this for since we've been going to the tunnel. I, I was telling somebody the other day they the whole rap police or hip hop police, whatever unit it is that people know them for. Them same people when I was coming up, them same people with a gang unit, and them niggas used to kind of follow me all over anyway in the midst, in the heights of the whole blood era when we started getting so much fame and the east side story for the blood started taking a commercial look because of our fame and then they we was young and then we was it just was too much and them same people when we started signing our deal and become super famous they switched them from being the gang unit to hip-hop police because mm. We started having money and going a little bit more extra, and then 50 Cent started coming in, and he had his whole shit that was going on. So it was like we were like the two uh, very, the two uh, people on the bulletin board at that time was uh, me and 50 Cent, and they was on our heels badly. I mean, this shit was like a movie. You couldn't understand. Like, that's what people don't understand. Like, I mean, like, but am I lying, Flip? You're not. Like, I'm really, like, nigga, really. Like, you, these niggas was following me from, like, as long as I came outside, they was following me. And they had to stop at the New Jersey Bridge. There'd be nights I'd be out at 6 in the morning, and they come knock on my car door. Like, yo, bro, we want to go home, too. Like, what's up with y'all niggas? Y'all niggas go to sleep or what? <laughs> You heard we tired, nigga. Like, <laughs> it was outside. You, you understand? So the niggas laughing, but I want people to understand. The one with the short curly hair, he was on. The detail of what I'm telling you. Mm. You heard? Yeah. Like, I'm being tailed by police 24 hours a day while I'm in New York City. And I still see remnants of that now and shit like that when they know I'm outside and got venues and shit like that. But at that point, no, it was a bullet. It was, no, nigga. You heard? Like, heels, like, nigga. They know all my cars. They got detail on everybody I'm with. Like, it just was a... It's, and then by no means am I calling saying anything. I don't I don't even got a cap on, so I can't cap at all. You heard? You dig? You shit me. But God bless him here by a lot of prayers and, 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 and a lot of luck. You heard? Fifty. Remember that whole situation? I was around for that. Yeah, um, fifty had a fifty was they they had their own thing, a lot of shit. The city, I remember, was, I remember. city was different at that time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 don't try to speed through. Don't try to speak to you. 
Oh boy. Don't touch. Uh, here you go. Touch your mom. I right, let you finish. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Do, do you feel like I, I, <laughs> you know I'm, I, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think I'm gonna ask because you my man. So. Uh, no, <laughs> Dice, my business, man. Don't do that to me, Dice. Do you think that so? At the whole time, like Fifty tried to do a chess move, right? But you know the whole thing with him and Cam. And at the time, you know, because remember Cam called up and that whole situation. And he was saying all these things. Do you think that that could have led to any? Like you think Killer? was mad at that because you ain't say nothing at that time. At that time, you ain't say nothing. When 50 did a camp, he's gone. Not, not he's gone. When he's Curtis, you ain't say nothing. And he was like, Jimmy's the, and all that. You ain't say nothing. We was on you. We was watching you. We was waiting. You ain't say nothing. Now, I don't know why you didn't at that time. I know now you don't care. You took it. But do you feel like it was a chess move on his part? Cause you ain't say nothing. Do you feel like everything happened in perspective? Because you know after that, killer just. Nah, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a chess move. Like I'm looking at a perspective. Fifty says something about Koch, and Cam took offense to that. And at that time, I was riding regardless. So me not saying nothing mean I'm ready to go. You heard? If I say something, I. I, I but you still had ball in our cop. You had a voice. You didn't say nothing. Yeah, because you're not listening to me. Because okay. I was ready to go. I was still capo, bro. I was ready to go. So. You gotta watch what you say out here. I'm still a smart man. You dig? Like you project that shit on any type of camera or any type of shit. You get your shit caught up if anything ends up coming from them type of situations and shit like that. Like this was all tricky. But when he said that shit about care about the coach and Cam took offense to it, I was like, man, I don't really. In my mind, I was like, I didn't really understand the correlation of why he would take so much offense because he didn't say. The diplomats where he said if some said coach is a cemetery label, whatever and shit like that. I was like, we got a party. Flipped that so many ways, and, and and but it was just the way Cam was feeling, and any way Cam was feeling at that time, I was ready to do it. And then um, people were confused when they was like, "Oh, when they see me end up doing some shit with Fifty a little bit after that shit and shit like that." And um, I more or less was like trying to figure out how to put that shit together so we could make a. Super bag, you dig? Like, I was just trying to figure it out. Like, yo, I'm like, at that time, it wasn't making no sense. Ain't nobody getting killed. Ain't nobody getting shot. We beefing over imaginary players, you heard? Like, I was like, so I think different. Like, I'm pulling up on them. Like, you, you dig? Like, and got a couple chances to talk to him. It just, you know, nothing really didn't, and it never really happened and shit. But that was on my mind and shit like that. I know G Unit and Dipset at the time was some of the hottest shit going on. And, I was like, for the life of me, if we could figure out how to do some shit, this shit would be so crazy and shit like that. And that was one of the reasons why I was like, all right, I'm going to pull up on a boy and shit like that. But, you know, the media always paints it to what it's supposed to be. And I'm not the type of person that's going to sit here and explain myself to nobody. You heard? And waste my time explaining and, and, and to you, that, nigga. And that, and that's, you and don't put no money once in again. my fucking pocket. Once again, G. Punk. That you once heard? Again. Don't you don't put no money in my me. fucking pocket. What I look like taking time out of my day. Tom costs, nigga. You heard? Literally, this one is this shit costs fifty right here. That's a lot of that's that cost, nigga. Fuck, I look like taking time out my day of this fifty pack to explain to you some shit because you need to know about some shit about me. 
Talking to me or you talking to Jeff? I only got three words for you, really, but I'm trying to be bigger than that. You heard? You talking about me or the general? No, 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 not you. I'm just talking about the general. Uh, uh, wait, but why are you looking at me with all that, with <laughs> all that energy? energy? You talking about me? I'm not but them, bro. I'm your brother, bro. You passionate, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You passionate. At that time, though, you, you saw how it looked. It looked, it, it looked crazy, but I mean, you, th- could, you I, thought it, it you did. take accountability for it looking crazy. Yeah, I could. I, I, looking back, I could say it looked crazy, but I had my own shit going on at that time. I That's had, the truth. People don't I, know that. I, I, was, I was pulled in a lot of different ways at that time, even with the diplomat shit and me and Cam and Joel's. And it was just a lot of different things going on and shit like that. But Us I Queens felt, niggas, I we play chess, though. I wasn't getting supported the way I needed to get supported within my own circle and shit like that. Like, it just was a lot of shit going on at that time, man. So, you know. But above all, niggas knew. Where my loyalty was at. Niggas know what I do. Niggas know it was dipset till I died. I never faltered. I wasn't doing nothing to be down with nobody else at all. You heard? If anything, I would have set a bomb in that bitch and blew everything up if I had to. If, if, chill if out. Hold on, watch it. Chill funny. out. I'm, I'm still from Queens. You heard? Still from Queens. Niggas was talking funny. Cop, I'm still from Queens. All right, let's be. I don't don't play around with Harlem. I don't play around with Queens. I heard you. Let's move on. See what I'm saying? I try to, because I know when you start to go, I'm slow down. You're not even really from Queens. You're from Far Rock. I'm not from Far Rock. Oh, I thought you was from. You're not from Far Rock all the time? No. So how the fuck you know Stacks? That's still Queens, though. I'm I'm from Linden and Farmers, but I know Stacks because Webb is my cousin. And Skane and Clue and all oh, that stuff. Oh, so I never knew that. I thought you, I thought your niggas, you thought you was from Far Rock, man. I went to, I was scared to go. Why out you ain't telling me this nigga ain't from Far Rock, bro? <laughs> Queens ain't Far Rock, bro. You thought, <laughs> you thought it was from Far Rock too? <laughs> Far Rock I mean, is his own place in America, of nigga. Course it's Far it's Rock, it's America, it's nigga. You heard what Stack said, nigga? Yeah. But hold on, Far but hold Rock, on. America, nigga. But hold on, Far Rock, hold on. I was, hold on, Far Rock welcomed me. I, I used to take the train up there. I went to see Stack. I was outside in Red Firm. They showed me a lot of love. You crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro, I, remember I went to Edgemere. You I hear a funny story about the last stop in Far Rock? I had a, I had a, a, a girl in high school I used to see. <laughs> that bitch lived out there, bro. There's a high school right there, too, right? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Them niggas type chasing me. All right, they, they might have chased me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, bro. I caught myself cutting class and going to see her. Like, after lunch, 12, 1, I end up leaving in her mom's get home. I got to leave there like 3. The school just let out. Spin the block. It's like, boom, a thousand niggas. I'm like, oh, God. Nah. But I'm walking there like, who boy, who boy, yo, no, you know, I'm young, I'm in high school, they go, boy, boy, I'm fresh, I'm like, oh boy, I start putting this speed walk on on them niggas, you heard, they start, they start hitting them feet behind me, I start, start busting the move to the train station, like, what happened to the train, like, yo, bro, oh my God. That's what they do, now, Far Rock, Far Rock yeah. is different. Bro, Far them Rock niggas was looking place. animalistic out there, it's like, I was Very. like, one on 2,000, I was like, oh my God, like, what happened, like, why wouldn't she tell me this happens? Like, why she didn't tell me it was a school? Like, I would, would yo, bro, oh, man. Dad, I meant to, but to, had to take my SAT in Brooklyn. I'm not taking SAT. I walk up into Brooklyn. Niggas is like, this on me. I'm like, oh, shit. That nigga smell a nigga for him, too. Hey, yo, where the bathroom at? They're like, all right, cool. You know, I went home. I never took the SAT. Shit. It's fucked up, right? And I studied for that shit too. No, I'm lying. I didn't study for that shit. Um, I, I'm gonna, you know, because you. You, you saw talking shit up here, man. You said what? Nothing. I don't want. And when I say um, y'all, to the people out there, it's because 
as a friend, I try to watch my words. This is my friend. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to trigger him, but I do. <laughs> I do. You saw my interview that I did, and you posted it. You know, with JoJo Capone. Do you remember that? You remember you see that interview? Yeah, talk about JoJo Capone. Man. Do you remember my interview at least? I don't remember. What you, let's bring it back to the interview. Talk about it. Okay, when I told him that, I told JoJo, you know, he was saying how, how hurt he was, and I said, it sounded like friendly extortion. You actually posted it, and you had commented on the post, like, yo, Flip. You had, you had wrote something to me. I remember him calling me because I had liked what you wrote. You had wrote on my Instagram when I posted it. You was like, something. But nothing crazy, but you were saluting me on what I said. Do you feel like the story that he tells or what happened from his point of view, do you feel like it's over? Like, do you feel like... I don't even know what story he tells. Oh, okay. Right. He, he just not have a story. Not in my life. He don't got no story in my life. He got his own stories. Okay. You heard? Okay. Right. You did? Like, I got it. You heard? I, I heard you. <laughs> do you feel like y'all could have, like, had a conversation? About what? Come on, man. Stop playing. How about don't do this? Don't stop. About what? What would we have a conversation about? Tell me. I think he felt like you messed up a deal for him or something like that or something like or something no, that I he was upset nigga, about. What did he rap? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't. Let's do it. You're going too back far in time. So, you know, niggas be, niggas yeah, be emotional with shit no like more. that. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. That shit got holds it. no merit in my life and never held no merit in my life. Got it. You heard? And I got money all my life and nobody put no money in my pocket at all. Only person that ever put money in my pocket was Cam. Got it. You heard? The rest of that, I got my shit myself. And I took most of it. You seen it? Saw it. All right. But this is what I was talking about, the forgiving thing. You don't move on. But all right, you don't breathe. Don't do the heavy breathing. I'm just I'm just trying to correlate to your forgiveness. Your forgiveness, right? You're, you're for, like, you hold shit on. You could have been had a conversation. You're like, all right, that ain't about nothing. But you just... It ain't about nothing. That's why I don't got to have a conversation. I don't have to... Uh, yeah, I got it. I time got it. is money, bro. I got it. Take I got time it. out this fifty I, pack to explain to somebody some shit about me to make your feelings feel good. I got three words that could make your feelings feel good. Why you let niggas make up paperwork and you don't say nothing? Why you let niggas lie on you? That's why I get mad at you. They got a problem, huh? They talk about that gun charge you caught in Atlanta and all that stuff. So why you don't answer these things that you? What am I talk to simple people about simple shit? Why I you got, let them play with I you? Got when real, we I got real money. I've been making millions of dollars since I've been twenty years of old. You think I don't have high profile lawyers? What do you we think know these niggas that. don't go in the courtroom and knock shit out the box real quickly before they even stop that playing with us? Like nigga, we got real live lawyers. Why you nigga. don't say nothing? You heard? Why you let like them? I've, had, I've, I've got lawyer, nigga. You heard? When I dial my lawyer number, that shit is a thirty clip. Just the just the dial. I'm like, yep, thirty. Ching, talk to me. After that, it goes up. Ching, 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 ching. You heard? Until they figure out oh, where you at. All right, we ching you out right here. You know, that's what gonna call you about a buck thirty this time. And how many times have you seen me do that? You heard? For me, myself, and that's a fact. That's anybody a fact. else? That's a fact. I seen it in a gang. Got bailed out. That's a fact. No matter what the cost was. That's a fact. Down to the millions. Do you understand my point, though? You let the people run with this narrative that you some type of, like, when it's not true. Instead bro, of saying, like. Bro, you heard what I said, bro. You know, it's time. You showed the watch, people, a 50 I got, piece. Yeah, I ain't got time. To, and this, I'm just not, that's not that for that. You heard? Like, that's minute and shit like that. I'm just fucking with you. You know what I mean? But gotcha. really, I don't got time on my day to really complain to anybody about anything that ain't making me a dollar. And nobody pays me. Where I'm from, I kind of cut the checks. You heard? Like, I don't give a, give a fuck about none of that frivolous shit about what anybody can say about me. You mm -hmm. heard? You dig? I, nigga. Bro. 
These niggas never been through anything real in life. You dig? Nine times out of ten, what people see on the media is all bullshit anyway. And whatever the media puts out is all bullshit. Who am I to combat with any of that, bro? I'm not sitting up here explaining nothing to anybody, Flip. And the truth always comes out is what my mama told me. I'm not tripping about nothing. I know who I am as a man, and I know what I signed up for. And anything I went into, I went in wholeheartedly knowing I went into and shit like that. Like, I ain't tripping about nothing. And everybody that got into trouble with you, go all talk to them and see if I held up my end of the bargain. Yeah. You heard? I, I, don't, I mean, none of these niggas is dead. They all alive. Like, you dig? Like, anybody I did anything with, they are reachable. Like, they are like, if I didn't held up my side of the bargain... We would have been heard about it. That's a fact. We would have been read about it. We would have been saw it. They're not hiding anything I do. I'm a public figure. You don't have to go look for that shit. As soon as I make a mistake or do anything, it's going to be out there as fast as you could. Like, niggas don't want to hear the truth. Nobody wants to hear the truth. The truth hurts. They don't want to hear the truth. You heard? They don't want to hear somebody like me being that substantial. Nobody wants to believe that. Man. I'm cool with whatever, whatever you think. You heard? Okay. You did. You know there was it, it was intertwined in that with the, with that whole conversation. You had, you know, they were all right. To- like, listen for the record. I want to let's let's do this. Let's just do this. Mm-hmm. Melly is locked up, right? Of course. And most people think Melly is locked up for what? What you the, think he's locked up right now for? Gang. You know the the thing with the gang with the Kashi. Melly shit. is not locked up for anything that has to do with anything that has to do with gangs. Melly is locked up for heroin and fentanyl charge that he was under investigation by the federal people. Mm. And whatever was going on in his life at the time, it was running the same time that they was doing all that shit. And of course, that's but Melly's not locked up for anything gang affiliated. So I'm just going to say that because I don't got to get into anything else. But he's not locked up for anything gang affiliated. So I would like, what are you people talking about? Like, and that's a public record. You can go check that out. But that's what I'm talking about. When people start talking, they never know what they're talking about. So who am I to try to correct you? I ain't got time for that shit. I got so much going on in my life. Like, you was a peon. Like, who the fuck are you to even question me, nigga? There you go. You heard? That's the bipolar moment. But I'm just serious like that. Like, this shit is a for real thing. Like, niggas know. Like, remember, remember, remember when they... <laughs> I don't want to say that. Because you go... I don't want you saying that crazy. Remember when they thought the nigga was at your party? Remember that whole shit? That <laughs> see, see. <laughs> Remember that? Remember they thought the nigga was at your party? That was bizarre. I didn't like that one. That was weak. But Remember I'm just saying that's what I'm. That's another thing. <laughs> like nigga- niggas just throw all type of dirt on me. Like why y'all doing this? I be so clean out here. Niggas like we gotta dirty him up. There's no way this nigga's walking through this clean. He think he walking through here like Jesus sandals. No way, dirty him up. Same thing they did to Jesus. You heard? That's what they do. Dirty him up. So they, yeah, they said, Shake him up. Wrinkle his shirt. Do I had, something. Like I, I had to call the nigga. I, 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 I didn't like that. They were playing with my man. So they were playing with you, son. They said you were celebrating. I said, what? I went to, they, they could do everything they want to do, but they can't nobody play with my integrity. I said, okay. You heard? I got you. Integrity is everything out here at this point in time, and that's what a lot of these niggas lack out here. A lot of men, not even... Rappers, like a lot of men lack integrity out here, and they showing it, and they twisting the narrative of what having integrity is, and 
this shit is weak out here. Like everything that I came up knowing is not the same anymore. Like we really was trying to get some money back in the day. It don't seem like these niggas is excited about money the way we was. This changes everything. The 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 rate of these young kids going after each other is disgusting out here. Like where all the hustlers at? A lot of these old niggas I hold accountable because these niggas be fucking weak. Weak-minded ass niggas that got some money that's scared to put young niggas on and show them how to get some money and show them the right way a little bit, nigga. Show them how to hustle. Show them how to get a bag. You show these niggas how to get a bag, I bet you they be too preoccupied with getting a bag. They're trying to run around the block with a push icy on trying to find the op. I've been in plenty of parties with my enemies. And what happens? I'm a ball on these niggas while I'm in this shit. You heard? This how it was back in the day. Like, nigga, we gonna get to that shit if, if it has, like, but we gonna ball on you niggas. Like, it's like, it's just like, everything is, this is a very, this has been concerning me a lot and shit like that because we, it's like we, we leave in a generation that is lose control and, and, and nobody is being held accountable for this shit. Especially from where I'm from and shit like that, from my perspective and shit. I'm only one person and niggas know how I move. I try to I try to give people as much inspiration and, and, and advice that can help them more than it can hurt them. And I don't want to impose my will on anybody, but I lived a crazy life. So the things I tell these youngsters can might help them avoid some of the pitfalls that I may have went through and shit like that. But I'm only one voice. You heard? But if there's more voices like us, we could help change this shit around a little bit and shit like that. But these niggas be weak-minded. But I think that's kind of hypocritical. You just put hands on somebody in Miami. I did not put my hands on nobody in Miami. At all. I sent that nigga up and down. <laughs> that's this nigga. I don't know what this nigga's talking did about. Did you bro. not participate? No. Uh, you didn't do it, but did you not? Were you not a witness to somebody getting hands put on them in a in, in, in a restaurant in Miami? I heard somebody was slaughtered. First of all, who took this person and slid him on the table on some movie shit? That's disrespectful. And I was, if I was him, I'd never squash it. Why would you have? Why would somebody take somebody? Uh, pay attention to me. Turn the camera to me. Nigga said this, put him on the table, on a dinner table, and slide him by his boxes and his shirt. Who had time to do that? Now, don't, don't, don't cover your face. <laughs> Who did it? <laughs> now, why y'all did that? No, no, for real. <laughs> I heard that. I heard they got it on footage. Why why y'all sliding niggas on tables at this old-ass age? All right, bro. No, for bro, did you have did you have a, a flashback? I, I, bro, I, bro, I have no idea what are you talking about, bro. Capo, how do you go into a place, Capo? For real, you know what I'm talking about. The dude, bro. If I did anything in today's era, we would all have. We would probably all see it on, like they see anything else I do. If I Cabo, fuck why around, why, 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 if I fuck around and slip in the this. bathroom, they got footage of it. Like, oh, Jim Jones slipped in the bathroom. He's like an old nigga. Well, okay, old why did they put hands on, on the Freddy dude? Why did they put hands? Not you. What why did? Why, why did? Why did people associate with you? Put hands on them. What are you talking about? Like, what are you talking? Where's this happening? He what got beat you? up in the steakhouse. Somebody I, I, took him out of boxes in his shirt and slid him across the table. I, I didn't heard. see. It. I, didn't, I haven't seen this. I haven't. I, you seen the, like you got you like it's on YouTube. Like I don't know what you're talking about. I saw him had a bruise on his face. I saw his shirt was was wrinkled. What are you talking about right now? I, like you bugging out. I, did he diss you before? You can who, answer that. Who? who? Freddie Gibbs. Oh, um, in the past, yeah, he may have said some some things that. Well, not the nicest thing that you would say about a person. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, do me for, 
a loop. Like, I'm like, why would he talk about me like that? Like, I'm like the most lovable person out of everybody. Like, I'm not on, I'm not on anything. Like, when I come in the spot, I give everybody love. Hey, what's up? Oh, you good? How you doing? How your mom doing? How your family doing? And then you go around and you talk about me like, I, like, I don't know. I'm a friendly guy. Okay, and is it squashable? What? If, if he apologized like a DM, would you have a call? Because you know, remember, now it's he a don't have to apologize to me. You know, Why would he want to apologize to me for? So the, okay, so I got him. We got him, G. We got him. So you should be apologizing to him for having him slip across the table. Why would I want to apologize to him? I didn't do nothing. I never did anything to this man. Like, this is what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I, I've never did anything to this man. You ever heard me say anything publicly wrong to slur his, to, to slander his name? Like, have you seen me ever say any, like... You the only person I know that, that, that wear them tight, white, yellow, white T-shirts with muscles coming out, breathing heavy, <laughs> looking around. You do the same. I saw you. But what are you talking about? All right, so when about? it happened today, what were you doing there? You was in the bathroom? You, it, where, where he you? got... Attacked in the same restaurant that you was in. Where were you? I wasn't in it. I didn't. I don't even remember. I don't, bro. I don't remember being in any restaurant and a fight broke out. Bro, I'm no, I don't. I don't. I don't like to go to those type of places where all the hip hoppity stuff and these guys. They. They. You know what I mean? The big chains on. They very aggressive. I'm not into that. Like that's not my not my style. You know what I mean? Like, I just do music, and I try to stay home and, and stay out the way. These guys out here, they're actually crazy. I'm scared of most of them. <laughs> like, it's a scary thing. You ever been in a room with a bunch of these rappers? They're, like, so fucking scary. Like, I was so... <laughs> like, really, I had to hold on to my money, and I was like, like maybe should I put it in my sock? Like, I didn't like it so, whoa. Very aggressive. Are you going to apologize to this man on camera in front of everybody right now as a gentleman? What am I, who am I apologizing to? Imagine going to eat, let me paint the picture. Imagine you're going to eat steak. You shouldn't eat steak. Steak is like, you know, steak stays in, in your body for, I believe, like three weeks, they said, before it properly digests. I mean, it depends on what your protein oh, so, intake is. Oh, if you were working out oh, and really? you were eating steak mm. for fitness, then that would be good. But you shouldn't eat steak oh. regularly like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So 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 imagine going to out to eat, and you just happen to see somebody that you talked about years ago, or months ago, whatever. And now you're sliding across the table with the food. You're not able to enjoy your food. You're probably with a lady, and now you're embarrassed. And then now the man that <laughs> yo, <don't> do- <laughs> I'm listening to your scenario is like, yo, this is crazy. Whoever went through that guy, I, I mean, I. I I would feel sorry for him too. Like I'm sure I would hate to be in a scenario like that. That doesn't sound it's bizarre. So now the man that's accused of doing it, you know, he's on a, a, a podcast, just just talking casually, uh, saying I don't know what's going on. No, Capo, I think that he's owed an apology because he didn't. He wanted to eat his. Food. First of all, first of all, I still don't know what you're talking about. But you know, about Freddie Gibbs. Is. Is, you know, Freddie Gibbs is though. Yes, he's he's, he's a rapper guy. One of them tough. Um, one of them tough backpack rappers. Like, what did he do? He was a rapper guy. He had all the guns in his video. Like, this guy is scary. G chill, G. G. G chill. <laughs> I know you like this guy. I don't do that. He's not that. He's not that like him. Nah. nah, he don't deserve none of that. You about to give him? Don't give him no credit. He's being passive aggressive. All right, we're gonna move on. 
That's a nice word. Passive aggressive is dope. I like that word. Got a, like like a, like a ring to it. But nah, I wasn't I wasn't invited any type of fist of cuffs. That's not my style. Shout out to um one one time I had. Why don't spoke. you shout him out? Why don't you shout him out since you talked about him on your show? Why don't you? I don't show really. Some, I don't. Know. Why don't salute, you show him some love? Like he salute to Freddie Gibbs. Salute. I, mean, I don't really know yeah. him. I mean, I mean, you don't have to know him to show him some love. That's what I'm saying. Salute. I never heard his music it's, before. I mean, you, we didn't even talk about his music. We just show him some love. Salute. He's a human. All right. What about you know what getting mean? him a new T-shirt? He's a human. For what about getting him a new T-shirt for having to slip across the table? Huh? I mean, what about that? Where his chains at? Where his chain at? What you mean? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, 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 You're yeah, yeah, bugging yeah. right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. First of all, would you want to call me Flip Nine now? No, nah, first of all, <laughs> first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, I have no idea what you're talking about. I respect. We gonna move on. Her. Second of all, second of all, I don't rob people of their belongings. I, know I, re- I remember. I remember a story where I seen somebody famous get their chain slapped off of them like pow, the chains fell off. Out two chains. I went and picked them up and gave them back to them. Like, yeah, bro, gotta watch what you're doing out here. You lost your chains. So I'm not into taking anybody's chains. So I don't who, know. Who did the person get slapped by? No, no, no. I'm just saying, I don't, I'm just like, I'm just telling you things that I've seen in, in my time inside this, this rap game. Were you like, the slapper? I, no, no, I don't, first of all, there's, there's no, there's, I'm not the aggressive type. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, I don't put myself in those positions to have to raise my hand at anybody. You know what I mean? I wasn't taught like that. You did? I was taught to, to mind my business and stay out the way. And that's how I, I last so long in this game. You know what I mean? You, you 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 had a lot of ups and downs and I definitely had those and I and I see that so but I, I didn't have I didn't have any fight in any restaurant I had a lot of ups and downs but I didn't have okay. any right, fight we'll, in any restaurant let's just leave, let's just end with that I don't want you to do, to you know all right mean? let's end with that you didn't have a fight in any restaurant no um, and I didn't see you didn't see anything. I didn't see any fight in any restaurant when hmm. How were you able to? How were you and French able to squash it? How did that 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 come together? I think that was that was a great. That day. was dope, man. Nobody got killed. It was e- real easy to squash it when nobody get killed. Nah, shout out to French, man. I fuck with French. French is a dope dude, man. I thought that was dope. Kind got of. a hell of a career, man. You know what I mean? I thought, the French. I, I thought it was, I thought it was, I was proud of you. Shit, I was proud of myself. Come to times in life when some shit just don't, some shit just don't make sense. Holding on to shit that don't pay you neither. That shit is crazy. You dig? You know, you know how I go. But I guess we both I guess we both felt the same thing and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, shit. So shout out to him, man. You dig? Did did he? <laughs> that's a trap question. Did he did he also put the request in? I <laughs> <laughs> Did he also put the- Stop, <laughs> stop, man, stop. Shout out to French, man. Shout out to the Coke Boys, and they just they just dropped a new album. Yo, Shout, go, yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. Go, yo, go, yo, go get that. Shout out to the Coke Boys. Yeah, yeah, well, I, can you turn the camera real quick? Let me just talk to the people real quick. A lot of people, and I'm gonna respect my man and G Man. Just tell you, like Jim Jones. There's a couple of stubborn people in society. Mm. DJ Clue was number one. <laughs> 
I didn't see people punch him in his head. No, I didn't see it, but I didn't heard. He not changing nothing. Clue is stubborn. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Clue official. Shout out to Clue. I seen Clue fuck niggas up. Too. I did too. Yo, don't do that to Clue. Like, don't, don't. You heard you going? Don't do that. No, no, no. I'm just saying. When I say that, I'm not trying to play Clue. I'm saying that. The, the point I'm trying to say is that no matter what you can do to him, it, he, you ain't gonna change his you mind. You ain't gonna change his mind. You gotta be. Mm-hmm. You, you don't care how tough you is. None At of that all. Shit. Clue not playing that, and and, and 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 that is something that I admire. Same thing with Capo. Capo don't people been putting in requests. I'm not saying no names, mm. and he not with it. This ain't the request line, homie. <laughs> <laughs> he not with stop, it. Man. <laughs> stop, man. Stop, man. You need to stop your shit. We Killer told me that. the same thing. We ain't on that, bro. We just not on that, bro. We just not on that. I'm on doing what I'm doing. I ain't got time for nothing else. I don't care if you don't like me. I don't care if we had a problem. You feel that we should settle it. I don't care about none of that type of shit. I'm on my time. If that shit concerns you, that's something you have to deal with. Respect. You heard like shit. I'm outside doing what I got to do for my family and for the people I love. I ain't think about no beef. I ain't got no beef for nobody. I don't got no problems with nobody. I'm smooth. I'm smooth coasting out here. You heard? I'm a grown ass man, man. I got grown ass children. Think I got time to be playing games out here, nigga? The new million, the new. So check this out, right? When we was younger, what was, what was niggas' goal? So I guess he don't listen. <laughs> I guess he don't listen to the first album. <laughs> when I was younger, what was niggas' goal you when it came to money? Album? Listen to me. You listening? Uh, I'm listening. You think I got time to be wasting time out here, nigga? I'm trying to tell you some shit. When we was younger, a million dollars was the end all be all, right? Like I gotta get a million. Right? Yes. Cool. Well, the new million is ten million. Yes. You think I got time to be playing with these niggas when the new million dollars is ten million dollars? That's the only way you're gonna have financial freedom out here if you got a clip like that. Other than that, you're gonna be subject subjected to the fucking rhythm, nigga. You heard? Better get worried about that baggie. People, you dig? You just spoke about ops and, and, and kids and stuff. I don't have none. People look at you. People, hold on, let me finish because you just told some real stuff, and I appreciate that. People look at you as a as a as somebody. You know what I mean? You are somebody, but they look at you for guidance. And sometimes peace in the Middle East is the best way. But I'm going to stay out your business. You're a grown-ass blood. <laughs> You're grown, I'm staying out blood business. I just wanted to get that out. Like, you know, people, that's a, that, that's on the list, Capo. I know you don't know. It's on the, it's on the top five well, list. Not on my list. No, I mean, it's, it's society. It's not on my list. It should be different with the... Okay, it's right. not on my list. Okay. Niggas think about some old shit that holds no merit. Fuck them up. What? That niggas got me fucked up. You think I'd be going back in my past for shit like that? How would you have felt if 50 and Josh squashed their beef? I wouldn't give a fuck about what they squashed. Okay. Would you think it'd do something for hip hop? Or you just mind, you don't, like some, sometimes shit is meant to. It wouldn't be as monumental at all as it would have been 15 years ago. Like that shit is over with. I don't think nobody would really care if they squashed their beef or not. It's not like niggas gonna give them a prize. It's not like they did some ill shit. Got it. You know what I mean? Them niggas 50 is doing TV. He ain't in, even into music no more. And, and Ja Rule is just Ja Rule. You know what I mean? He's not up to speed right now. He's, you know what I mean? Like, he's Ja Rule. That's, he's, a, uh, he's a legend and an icon in this game that sold millions and millions of records. I don't think they as relevant as they once was in the midst of their height and their beef and shit like that, that it would make sense for people to care right now. So you're saying sometimes it don't make sense to squash anything? I ain't say that. 
you asked me what it would do for the hip hop community. I'm telling you, it wouldn't really be the big hit. Like, what you think? Would it be a hit? Like, would you wake up and they'd be like, oh, 50 Cent and Ja Rule squash, they beef. Would you call your man like, yo, you saw that shit, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> you'd be like, man, you'd be strolling up. Like, what's, what, what else is going on in hip hop? Like, I think it's, I think it'll still be something though. I mean, I, it, it wouldn't be as big though, like you said. It wouldn't be as big as it was years ago, but I think it'll still be some. I think people will still want to see it, especially from Queens, you know what I'm saying? We want to we wanna see that. He just want to correlate things to his shit. I, no, I'm you got it, Cabo. Cabo, you got it. Would it be as big as you think? Like, like come on, let's be realistic. Mm, not like Jay and You not. think the young niggas right now would care 50 Cent and Ja Rule kid if they, if they, they, they you think these young niggas drilling and spilling and getting sturdy no. care if Ja Rule and 50 Cent squash they beef? No, no Cabo. Them, them, no. So, no. Who, so then who we talking about? Because they are the consumers out here. The niggas our age is half dead or, or going to sleep with their kids because they married. Like, who, who the <laughs> fuck cares about that? You heard? You got a point. It's the same thing like a Diplomat album. Oh, we about to do another Diplomat album. Like, all right, cool. It's not the same like it used to be. Like, oh, they coming back to go. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be funny. Some shit just don't hit like yeah, it used to. Would it do something? Yeah, it would make us some money. We might make a couple million out, but it ain't like you did. Like, you understand what I'm trying to say? I ain't trying to be funny in the midst of me being funny, though. but it ain't gonna hit. Like, nigga, the young niggas is not. In, they don't give a fuck about Jay Z. None of us old niggas. You heard? You, heard? Mm. you dig? Like, they don't. Nigga, niggas ain't lit right now. Who? Young and what old? Which one of us old niggas is lit out here for these young you niggas to be like? Though. To be like these niggas is lit. You like by the grace of God they fuck with me because I'm really outside and I keep wow. young generations around. I'm trying to put people on and Most shit like improved. that, so I'm in the loop. Mm. And by the grace of God, I've been making some incredible music as the older I get. I don't know how that shit is happening, you heard? But it's <laughs> happening, you dig? But for the most part, that that niggas ain't we ain't you heard? They, it's, it's a young world, nigga. Speaking of the young world, they right, rather like, see. Kodak Black and the other kid that disquashed they beef, that's a big thing to them. Like they right, right. Well, uh, NBA young boy, right? They disquashed they beef, right? That's big, nigga. That's the school, that's the beef. Who you want to see? Fifty Cent and Ja Rule squash they beef, or you want to see Kodak and NBA young boy squash they beef? Okay then, nigga. What are we talking about? Yo, you Your son he, just said it. You saw what he just did, y'all. Pay attention. You saw what he just did, right? He's trying to say that he don't need to do nothing. He don't need to take them calls. He don't need to answer to them favors. He on what he on. He moving on and flip. Get out of here. I, I take yeah, why am I shedding light on old shit for? Give these right. niggas any type You're of right. You right. What? For what? Why would I mention your name? For what? I don't need to. I don't need y'all niggas at all, nigga. It is what it is. And anybody feel some type of way about it, then that's how you feel. Straight. Don't bother me none. And y'all can't bother me none. Like I don't really care about none of that. Like I said, I'm not taking time out this 50 clip to explain to nobody nothing. That is, that you is said that the, for the, the 50 slogan. Time. I got that's it. the slogan for today. You heard? Yo, so um, do any of the young artists respect your word still now? At Jim Jones, like you know, what I'm saying, if you try to talk to them about the optional lot and getting money. Like, do, do do they listen to you? We saw them. Close the door. Count them. But he, he asked me a question. Yeah, yeah. All right, we saw them about 30. All right. I can close the door now. We got, we got, we got part. You think I forced him to be here? No. You did? Why the fuck? What type of movie shit? You did not die hard, nigga. <laughs> the hell you? Not Bruce Willis. Why? He asked a real question, nigga. Like, what, you, I see a lot. Of, obviously, this is what I do. That's, I see. You yeah. bring I just, This is what I'm here for. 
this is part of the rest of my journey, girl. Like, mm. I'm not a selfish nigga. I had my time to shine. This nigga put the camera on him. Look, he's doing camera tricks. <laughs> he put the camera. Oh my god. I sit down, Cabo. Playing James on him, double bossy on him. What's up, man? Out here, listen, like a fool. What's up? What the hell? And you keep you keeping your tags on your clothes. You're not bringing them back, though. You good? <laughs> That's that. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know you do bring a lot of people together, though. No yeah, people, yeah. and he don't give a nah, but, G-Gaz, nah, G. but I, I asked that because he said earlier, like a lot of artists not coming out. Don't you know they they not listening to you know the OGs. No OGs in the game no more. That's why I asked that. Like, are they listening to the Jim Jones that we know and respect as a legend? Are they still taking uh, your you know what I'm saying? Of course. You see Peso right here. You see Kim. Shout out to Dice like, Peso. Shout out to Keen. I I'm leaning on the next generation. I want to see these niggas win. You heard. And that's another way for me to keep longevity in this game is by having that young energy around me. That's and right. the more the young people see that I'm helping the young generation, the more that they show respect for an older nigga. It's just, hey, we got to come halfway. We got to give, give the, you know what I mean? Like, shit. Can't just take, 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 take and not give. You did. You and I've been, in that, I've been in every one of their position. Right. Mm. I've been stuck in the hood. I've been trying to figure out a way how to get out the hood. I had the talent to get out the hood, and I'm trying to figure out, you dig? Like, there was nobody there to help us. By the grace of God, we fell in all of them positions to be able to get a deal. When Biggie died, that's who told Cam he was going to get a deal. We thought it was over. Mm. You heard? Like, we didn't have nobody give us nothing, literally. And that's why we were so stubborn when we got in the game. Because mm. we really made it there by ourselves. Mm. You heard? There was nobody that took us by the hand. So when I see that, I've been in that position and I see all these hungry artists and shit like that coming up and, and it's business too. You dig? I, I, I love the business that I'm in. And for me to continue to be good at this business, I have to start putting on more artists and signing more artists and seeing how successful they could be. That, that's the business side, but the 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 man in me, the Jim Jones in me, want to see these kids wholeheartedly be successful and find their way out the hood. Cause I know the situations they coming from, mm. and for me to be able to have these kids here nightly out, outside of the hood and not putting their life at risk and shit like that is a little bit I could do, but it works. Trust me, you heard. And it's cost. Like Flip say, like this studio ain't free. These studios that we occupying ain't free. That's a fact. You heard. But I know these kids got the talent. And all these t- this talent could probably get them out of their situation. You dig? And I know that it's hard to be able to get studio time. It's hard to be able to shoot videos. It's hard to be able to. So I'm building a close-knit community of people that I can help through what I know and shit like that. And I know that for the life of us, the streets is going to end up in two ways. The dead in jail. Mm-hmm. Very few that make it out for my situation. You heard? And like I said, I don't like to impose my will on nobody. But if I can help give the right advice to make you avoid some of the pitfalls I went through cool and one of them is you ain't gotta be in the streets every night if you got a talent nigga you would come to the studio every night and get busy and maybe turn yourself into somebody like i did and shit like that you know what i mean but that chance these niggas ain't giving nobody you heard like this is, I, and i've been doing this for years since i had this studio on 28th street what what was it it's not the same thing that i provide right to keep my niggas off the street this was a safe haven controlled environment filled with love if we feel any funny vibes i would hate to be you in here you're i would you was 
you, I would think you should leave fast. You dig? It's mm. not going to go the way you want. But besides that, it's family community in here. If I eat, you eat. No many starves in here. It ain't about money. I got a sandwich. You hungry? You getting half the sandwich. And it's always been that since Dipset. We're very family oriented. And that's, that started from back then. From my grandma's house when me and Cam were starving and we was busting down dollar chicken sandwiches. I've been in every situation these kids been in. So the morals and the values that I had from back then, which are missing now, I still like to instill in the people that surround me that I love. And they catch on. Hmm. Trust me, they catch on. Because these kids are from all walks of life and all, all hoods in this city. In a city where you see it's nothing but ops and everybody going at each other next. So... The love that these kids show each other in the midst of all that and seeing the mission that we got going and everybody's like-minded and all trying to achieve the same goal is the only thing that I'm trying to do. I imagine if we had more of that. It's needed. It's needed. I, I, you know, I think as though you even got dice sitting here. You know what I'm saying? Like some people come here for the interviews and sit there by themselves. Like you, you give them an opportunity to be a part of the platform and, and, and get his shot, even keen. You know what I'm all saying? All them niggas that come sit right on the floor with me. Let me give you know that. They know how we moving. I shine, you shine. Back to back, side to side. You know what it is, nigga. What happened? <laughs> I do. I do. And I love the relationship with him and Dice. You know, I mean, Dice right. my man, son. Dice. I, I, <laughs> I, I seen Dice grinding years ago, showcases and all that. You know, I didn't see him come up too. You know what I'm saying? So You said that to me. It's, it's full circle. You know what I mean? And Dice is a smart nigga because he knew what he wanted. Dice started paying his way to get next to me years ago, and I didn't know that at all. He paid me like three times to do three different features. You heard? But when you set out in your mind and you got a plan of action and you think that plan of action is going to help you in the midst of your journey, that was part of his plan of action and shit like that. Like, I don't know a young boy from nowhere. I remember Heat making like, yo, I got this kid want to do a feature, right? That yo, same kid, remember? He said he want to come back and do another feature. And then Trav... Was like, nah, pesos a hundred. That's the Mac. Oh, what? 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 Nigga, yeah. Nigga, yeah. Nigga, nigga, he what? Nigga. And that was how I opened up to peso because the Trav was like, he the Mac. You heard? After he came to the, the Hitmaker studio a few times and I started to see him. But me, I was just going to grab the money and do how that's feature for him. You know what I mean? But. I ain't never seen nothing either. But now we're here, and, I, and that's, that's my little brother, and it, it, it feels very reminiscent of the relationship that me and Stack has as far as me and him on a, from an artist standpoint. Like, I don't know him from the street, you know what I mean? I know him from him doing the music, and, and the bond we got now in the past few years is, is dope. And I believe in what he could do, he dead nice, he got a musical ear, he got them hooks, like... Oh, he don't man. go. I rock with Dice. And he's fly. <laughs> I try to call JR. <laughs> My son JR said, yo, Dice. Super Dice fly. Dice is a I called him. I said, Dice, biggie shit. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what he be doing. So I think he got a whole. I think he got some shit with him, though, bro. <laughs> I think he got like a truck where they put it. JR, we, we try to figure out, right? You try to solve it? JR said, I think he got a truck where they put it together. He just go pick and it up. he just go pick it up? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, Dice pushes. I, he, Nigga um, said, you got to be nah, Dice no is one of them, bro. Nah, dice get fly. It's, it's 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 part of what we do though. You know the lifestyle. Stacks got fly. Everybody around us get fly. Like it, it just it, it just it's, it's nothing you could do about it. It's gonna happen. 
Yeah. I hear you. Shit. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. G don't like that. G stop. Oh, G, man. don't like him, G. Like All them niggas is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you try. You just you rushing my joint, bro? Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, nah, nah. nigga. What else you got? What else you got to say, nigga? Oh, damn, hold on, hold on, man. This nigga, you you flip. I'm only giving you this amount of time because I've been telling you I'm gonna do this shit for so long. But I feel like you taking advantage now. Why can't be? I love you. No, I, I f- watch you grow. I feel I want like you come I taking advantage why you can't, of now. Why can't be and that? You keep selling it. You keep putting that out there like you trying to. No, that's not gonna work. You you're taking advantage, nigga. Been in here. For 120 minutes, nigga. I know movies that's shorter than that, nigga. <laughs> what the how fuck many is, minutes is this interview? What here, the huh? fuck is wrong with you? What? You want to? You gonna have to cut this shit up 90 times. You are gonna get paid? I need pe- I need percentage. Yeah, I'm not signing off for no papers. You nothing. only on, I need percentage of you. this interview. I'm not. I do I need my money. Let's keep it a hundred. First and foremost. You called me because you heard about it. I got that deal and you try to you try to press me. My twenty three dollars, where yeah. that? Yeah, you try to do that. You try to you try to press me. Yeah, you know, I, bro. If you don't have my twenty three dollars yeah. for this <laughs> interview is over, you got smoke. How you owe you twenty three dollars? What happened? He getting all this Joe Button money. I need to get paid twenty three dollars. How you even it? found that out? I thought you, I, I didn't want you to find that out, man. How you found that out? Man, send me the check twenty three dollars. Send it over, nigga. Do you um? We're gonna wrap this up soon. You know, we close to wrapping it up. I feel like let me just say a couple of things and I didn't know what you was going I don't really you know, I never interviewed with you like that. So you gotta kinda you kinda you kinda sensible. Yeah, I think that I think that the relationship is, is what made you open up because you, you open up more than I watch you like a hawk. <laughs> you like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said, Yo, Cabo, don't do that to me. <laughs> I told him here, I said, Yo, please, man, I ain't even playing with this nigga. That just goes to show you what the t- I want you to understand. Who I am, nigga. Are you solid? You my you, brother, when man. When you, you family, family going obviously get more than nobody str- can never tell str- me what a stranger it, get. You know what I mean? Like you heard, like you're gonna get some shit that I'm definitely not gonna you know, sit down and, and talk to nobody they, else they, about. They try to tell me about people always try to paint a picture to you to me, and I'm like, ain't even buying. That's why I love buying. on like, nah, you can't, bro. I remember homie. I I, I know him. My, he saw my mom say, pop champagne video, but we was outside because they wouldn't let her in yet. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and he Jim walked by. So my mom, they're like, what? You know, mama, let's go. Like, those stuff means something to me. You know what I'm saying? After my mother helped Jim lift his band, Jim came to the schools. Spring, in, Springfield High School, right? Springfield High School. That's, that's, when, I first, that's when I first yeah. met Jim. Yeah, he came to Springfield High School. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, when yeah. KRS One came there too. Yeah, yeah, facts. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and he was doing that stuff off the strip of family. So when they be telling me things, and I be listening like, well, yeah, we, we all got our issues. I got my issues. We not perfect. We, you had to pull up on me about a meeting, about stuff. We all have it. But it's the intentions. I know my man. And y'all not going to tell me no different. You're not. They all, you all, you caping for him. No, nah, I'm not. That's why Hassan Campbell said sorry in that video. Oh, uh, yo, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. But that's what he said. Like, yo, you wrong. You got my man. Nah, that's not... <laughs> I mean, apologies. I, mean, I don't really care about apologies, bro. Like, sorry, ain't do it. Let's just keep it moving. Like, there you go again. I Sometimes really people people acknowledge their mistakes. Sometimes people jump out the window. You shouldn't have did it in the first place. So if you, you jumped out the window, you should. You can't stand on no legs, nigga. So you so believe what you talking to me for? You believe prevention is better than the cure? Then a hundred percent. Prevention is way better than the solution. Remember that. Hmm. Make sense? 
It does, but I, Pre- <laughs> prevention is way better than solution. Mm-hmm. You heard? If you could prevent the problem, then you ain't got to have a solution for the problem. I got it, but you I'm did? just trying to go against you. Yes, I understand, but you can't. Fire. You heard? There's no way you could go around that. This ain't no philosophy. It ain't my theory, nigga. This is cold facts. Prevention mm-hmm. is better than solution in any situation. Sometimes you can't solve the problem. You know what I mean? It's been too late. No, that was me saying that. Oh, my fault. I spoke. I was speaking out loud. <laughs> Not yeah. facts though. Sometimes it's too late. What you gonna do? You can't I say know. sorry. No hype, G. Oh, I, I'm I just saying. He's a, this is, you t- we talking about <laughs> real life shit. And it's something for people to go away with. Prevention is better than solution. I mean, I mean that. You heard? And I ain't saying I'm perfect. I ain't saying I get to follow that shit all the time. I'm telling you some of the shit that I try to live by, and I'm still on the way to living by it and shit like that. We ain't perfect, like you just said. I'm definitely not perfect. I'm a, I'm a piece of work. You heard? But I know consciously in my mind who I want to be and who I'm aiming to be. And I'm aiming to be better than I was yesterday until I reach the goals that I want. And the places that I want to go, I know I can't be the same person I was yesterday because they're not going to accept me there. And I'm not talking about acceptance of people. You're hearing me talk? We listening. All right. That's the first time, G, because usually, G, it's the first time you, you piggybacked over something somebody said, I think. Nah, it, it, make, it makes sense, bro. It makes sense. Sometimes you say sorry is too late. You, you already then then sliced my leg or something or whatever. You already done did some damage. Damage already, already, already done. done. Yeah. So this is this the difference between a problem and a mistake. But some people confuse problems with mistakes. Mm. You heard? That was a problem. That wasn't a mistake you made. You intentionally did that. And you found out mm. it didn't go the way your intentions was. Now you want to say you made that mistake when you just caused a fucking problem. Make sense? Got it. You're too aggressive for me, bro. Um, well, I'm just proud of you. Um, I just want to say that you're one of the most improved. You know, your last couple of albums is fire. Thank you. I, I don't think that you get the credit that you deserve. We're um, still but, working on that. But... One of the most improved, improved artists to hit our generation. Like, I don't know how you do it. I watch you do it. Like, the last three joints was crazy. So I don't think, like, <laughs> fire, son. Like, That's facts. You know what I mean? And I feel like I just want to give you a credit. Fuck all that flower shit, but just, just, just acknowledge who you've been in this game and acknowledge what you've done for me and mine and the love you've shown. And you know, I want the world you know to know. You know why I fuck with you, Flip Forever? Because they always tell me, you know who your friends are, you know who genuinely fuck with you about what they say when you're not around. And I know what you say when I'm not around if anybody mentions my name. It's a fact. You heard? I, I do know that. You dig? I do know that you definitely not let nobody say nothing wrong about me in any dialogue. And I appreciate that. My man. Because I know niggas I grew up with that don't do that. They do sucker shit when they get around other niggas talking shit about me. But that's like. Man, they told me, they told me, I ain't going to say some Queens niggas said, nigga, you a Harlem nigga now. (laughs) I I guess. I mean, that's my man. You know, two people. I always say Cam was the first person in the industry to want to put money in my pocket to give me a situation. Flip is what we're going to do. And, 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 and. It's a Harlem nigga. These uptown niggas, man, I got a special rapport with them. 
Nigga says the whole nah, you just a good person. And capo, capo, you know you crazy. You crazy as fuck. You do some wild shit. Bro. First of all, hold on real quick. We got to shout out Trav, though. Like, shout out Trav. Trav. 100%, yeah, yeah. 100% like Trav. <laughs> Trav is a big part of the nucleus in my life. And, I love him. And, and my music and, and, and whatever we do. That's Babe Bro and shit like that. But he's very influential in, in my life and shit like that for, for many years and shit like that. Everybody know that and shit like that. You know yeah, shout out to Trav. And he's super queens. Everybody know. Don't Facts. play with that boy. He is <laughs> one of them. You heard? Facts. Do you have any more questions, G, for Cabo? Hope you get Hey, we got we got a question from my man. Shatik wrote, what he said? Who 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 started he wrote? Who started the crew mixtapes? Yeah, who started the crew mixtapes? Yeah, thank you, Shatik. Of course Tip said did. We started. So let's get this right. Oh, Shatik. Mm. Let's get <laughs> this right. Film. Let's Shout get to this right. And I'm gonna keep it all the way buck. We started the mixtape movement, right? And it wasn't a crew mixtape. We were making real albums and putting them out as mixtapes. G-Unit was doing replays of other people's beats and making mixtapes. What's a big difference? We were using our mixtape as albums to promote our real albums. And off those mixtapes, we were taking singles that the people started loving and started putting them on our real albums. But even in that, we put the Dipset mixtape out first before G-Unit put their mixtape out. Now go Google it. Hmm. You sure? Google it. Shatik, what you think about that, Sha? Sha, what you think about that? You don't know? I don't know. Isn't you going Google it? It'll say diplomatic. Dip put set. out the first diplomat. One of the first diplomat mixtape came out when we had all the furs out. And then put out one of the first G Unit mixtape came out. You can find out. G Unit in the house. What? What? <laughs> that's, what that's the beat you did, right, Sha? Yeah, get out of here. You didn't do mm. no dipset beat. We ain't rocking. Well, let's not take away from the success. <laughs> you that did a dipset beat? I did. I did a beat. song for What song you did? Uh, it was 40 Cal, uh, Cameron, J.R. Ryder, called Stick'em. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. How was your beat? Look, you don't even say nothing. You just sitting there. You corny, Shatik. Why you gonna say something you like got, under the you beat? You got diplomat status. He ain't even letting you know, nigga. <laughs> he ain't let me know nothing. <laughs> I don't like that. I, yeah, 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 G. I don't like shit like that. Yo, so what's going on now with Jim Jones musically? There you go. Um, shit, I've been ready to start going crazy in the year 2023, as you know. I, Put out a bunch of shit last year, a bunch of videos. Um, uh, I got a Youngberg album about to drop around Valentine's Day. Then I got the Scram Joint album that I supposed to put out during pandemic. I'm gonna just drop that shit for the fuck of it. We got the VL compilation that we about to start. Uh, Peso and Chicken about to start going crazy on that shit. Um, I got a Spanish album actually working on. I'll probably put that uh, out upwards towards the summertime. I'm about to go to Puerto Rico actually go hang out with Archangel and shit like that and uh, get a record that he, he's doing for me. Um, shit, Peso about to drop an album, Chicken about to drop an album, King about to drop a mixtape, um, uh, about to do the Miami Vamp, Miami Vamps 2 um, album, um, probably go down to Miami and march and record that. Um, shit, what else we got cooking? Um, oh, Harlem Bronx only, we got the, uh, the EP, me and Pace were putting out six records. Um, shit, we stacked up for this summer and shit like that. I mean, for this year. Uh, 
But with all that, after I put out my two projects, my two solo projects about to drop, um, I need different people who are gonna love them. Is uh, I'm gonna get ready to start recording my next capo album, like digging in, like mm. the shit that people been loving in this past few years. I'm about to go dumb again, like her, like these niggas gotta hear me and deal with me, like, uh, and I'm ready for it. I, I I I I got to live in this in this past few years all over again by the grace of God and shit like that. You know what I mean? So with that Shout out to Lobby. Shout out to the Lobby Boys. The Lobby Boy album. That's another mm. album we dropped this year. Shout out to Mano. Oh, shout out to Fab. Shout, shout out to Dave East. Um but yeah, shout out to everybody that showed love on the Lobby Boy album. Mm. One of my favorite albums. I got to talk my shit on that. It was it was it was we had a ball recording that album. Um I do believe we're about to start recording the next album as soon as um they get their business right. Yo, Cabo, the last thing for me before mm -hmm. I leave, um, when you get married, I want to be your best man. My best man, I don't know. You probably had to fight uh, Melly and Zeke for that because they already... So, I already gonna, know that. Already gonna gonna they already, I, I already, I already, they already that. bought the box for that. So <laughs> I, I don't already know heard about that. if you want to get into that boxing match. <laughs> but, yeah, that's... You know I mean, but you definitely come and have some fun and enjoy. It's going to be... It's oh, gonna don't be, play with me like that. It's fun to have some, So you're going to put me in the crowd? Don't do that. Don't put me in the crowd. We ain't got no crowd at my wedding. Is over. Your grave gonna be lit. She was an Avalon in 03. She gonna be lit. It's definitely what? gonna be lit. So get your suit ready because it's, it's, that's that's finna happen. Um, Salute. Yeah, brother. Thank, thank by you the for grace it. of God. It would. Um, it would. It would. You know. You hurt. But yeah, I'm in a great space in life, man. You know, everything happens, man. They say you don't get a second chance at a opportunity. If you do, you need to grab that shit with both hands. And currently, that's what I've been doing and shit like that. Um. Along with the music, I'm moving into production, as y'all can see, yo, in the sound stage, and I'm actually building up. I'm on my Tyler Perry shit, full Tyler Perry mode. Uh, Keenan Ivy Wayne's mode. Like, I'm really in that mode right now. I'm about to, um, in the midst of shooting 15 television shows, I'm about to shoot my own late night variety show with a live studio audience. Um, it's called Corner Stories. Um, think about... We ain't gonna talk too much about it, but it is it, this late night show is gonna be one like no other. Um, I look forward to doing it, and I got a, a hell of a list of guests that's gonna show up. And, and I say late night show, I really mean that in the vein of Arsenio and Jimmy Kimmel, and but with a little Cabo flavor. And if you you seen the spot, so yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. And we'll show the people a little bit what I've been doing in, in a couple of weeks and shit like that. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, besides that, I got other fit, 15 other shows that we're gonna start to shoot and um for capital cast i'm building my own network of, of television shows so 24 hours worth of them so people could watch it like a television channel or watch whatever show you like um these shows are diving directly into the culture and shit like that for things that people would love to see i mean i type i, I type of television and shit like that you know what i mean so and i'm looking to get a flip show on the network too you know what I mean? I don't know. It don't got to be a podcast. It could be whatever show you've been thinking about. It could be something off of what y'all already be doing from off your IG. But we need a flip show on the network. Whatever you need from me, you know that already. But this is going down. So in about the next seven weeks, this should be done. And then um, after that, we're going to start the film. So I'm here. I'm excited about that. Or So, you know, God's been good, bro. Like, I know I've I, I've been through a lot in this game and shit like that, and, and I just like to have fun at this point in my life and shit like that. Um, I done got older, I got a little bit smarter, I moved way smarter, you know what I mean? I'm 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 watching my my son grow into a man. 
got a beautiful family. Um, I'm living a dream right now, really, and shit like that. As, as I get to look back and all my accomplishments and the, the life that I got to live and the life that my son got to live and he didn't have to grow up nothing like I got to grow yeah, up. Shout out to him. That's my I never had to it. compromise my dignity, you know what I mean, to do any of this and shit like that. I always stayed true to me and I mean it wholeheartedly and I always kept both feet on the ground. And How they said 10 toes down, mm. I definitely do that. You know what I mean? Like, so for me to be here and be able to talk to y'all you know, you've been around for a long time, man. You've right. seen my ups and downs. You've seen people try to bury me in this game. They try to blackball me in this game. They try to talk the worst shit about me. They try to paint me to be a monster. They try to paint me to be everything under the sun and shit like that. You know what I mean? And we still here and we still going. You know what they say in the Bible? A prophet is never loved in his own town. And yeah. In this game, they build you up to tear you down. So, you know, and if you can outlast that. G, don't hype him, G. Don't hype him. Don't give it to him, G. He don't deserve it. That, was, that wasn't fire? Yeah. G, don't give it to that him. That wasn't fire? Do not. I waited till the end of the show. You did. Don't get... Go ahead. Come on. G, no. Go ahead, G. Do it. He cool, man. No, he, he not. Cool. He, cool. he not cool, G. How he caught the Bible like that? He, why you just did that? He, he ain't from Harlem. He's not too, cool. Like, he's gangster. You he know just, why? Because. How he knew that on top of the. You give all Harlem. You can't give him a I cool. He not cool, yeah, man. That's my man. How you give him he cool like that? We don't even have the box here. Bro, you I know. Saw, it was there. It was just Why? Like, I, what, what's going on over there? <laughs> he just gave you a he cool. So he cool is something that we do on the show when somebody, you know, does something great. You ain't doing nothing great. You said a Bible quote. Nah, Come was, on. Nah, he's he finessed Off the top. He finessed The Bible is life. We're not going to do that. You heard? No, I respect the Bible. <laughs> no, no. We're not gonna, I'm just saying he gave you he cool. no bite games like that. So no, 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 no. I respect the Bible. Yeah, I'm saying. That's, yeah, you have to. You going to let him do that to me? Don't you talk to my friend like that. Thank you, G. Yeah, but nigga, I grew up in the church, so you know what I mean. <laughs> we ain't gonna play, we ain't gonna, we I know gonna, a little. I know a little bit, but I, I grew up in the church and I went to Catholic school, so we ain't gonna know, play with the Bible. I've God. been around religion all my life and things like that. You know what I mean? So nah, salute, salute. Yo, we, we, yo, dope, dope interview. I appreciate you coming up here. Round of applause one more time for Cabo. Thank you, yes, sir. I love this, Jones. Hope I, everybody know we was just joking about everything. Don't take nothing serious or literal because I didn't do none of it. I think we got. Well, hold on, and real Flip quick. Like was lying about everything he claimed <laughs> to have seen, heard. All that shit is just lies. It's all part of his show. Let me say, shout out to Shatik beats on film. I think Shatik, mm -hmm. we got. You know, you watch the interview. We got a lot out of gym, right? Like people don't really ask and stuff like that. I think you got a lot. A nice little history base. You go, you went in and out a lot of different shit that yeah. I haven't. Talked about on, on pull the mic closer to you, Cabo. Stop being. I said, yo, I got a lot of shit that people haven't asked and haven't haven't talked to me about because you don't allow them like to. <laughs> I see niggas have like this. <laughs> <laughs> nigga put his head. Yeah, I told him that right. He said, Nah. I said, <laughs> G said, what you got? Nah, nah. It's, it's, it's dope though because before the show started, I was talking to Flip. I said, Damn, yo, Cabo got everything online already. You know what I'm saying? Everything that's already you know musically, reality, TV wise. Like, so what, what we gonna ask him? So I'm, I'm glad it's you went still in, a, in it's that still direction. bunches too. Like so. This is just nothing. This is the tip of the iceberg, but yeah. you know he's been around, so he got questions and he even seen shit that right, right. nobody else seen from his experience with me and shit yeah. like that. I saw maybe that's the only reason why he fucking did it because he really been around. Me. Hold on, we got we about to wrap up. We got to take a picture up, and stuff. Man? Just sit down, man. We almost done. Do, we almost man. done. Let me, off, we about to wrap bro, up. I'm trying to be cool with you now, bro. I'm about hey, yo, to get listen. back into my mode, bro. Hey, yo, this, man. Man, okay, up, bro. I love you. I'm telling you, bro. Can we sign I'm out? I'm telling you, bro. Yo, this Queen's throw this water at you, bro. What? 
that we signed on before it get crazy him and make sure I follow the pages feel, at Queens Flip with a Z I wish you at would. DJG Money Official at Flip the Script Pod shout out Jim Jones in the building yeah we close let me close the laptop real quick man shout out shout out the Braveheart edition on the sponsors today and on the fit salute you know what I'm saying put the laptop away for it they start throwing water around the studio and I'm like I'm gonna get my joint messed up again with messing with Flip you know what I'm saying need that. That laptop for the for the gigs and all that, you know I'm what I'm saying? Too, I'm too shout, grown shout, for the water trick. Shout, shout out to everybody. Shout out to JR. Shout out to Shatik Beats on Film. Facts. Shout out to Bassy in the building. Shout out to the, you know, Capo, man. Um, dope, dope interview. I loved it. Uh, um, classic. Classic. Remember, lock your doors, close your windows, close your blinds, open your blinds. And if you see a nigga like Jim on your lawn, don't be afraid to use a firearm. I'm from Queens. No, please. Please don't do that. You know why? Because he'll <laughs> please, slide please. you across the table with his crew. No, no, no. With his arms, Queen. No, no. We got to take a picture for the episode. Wait, man. Come on, man.